While we'll be consuming alcohol throughout the show, should you choose to join in, we ask that you only do so where it's legal, safe, and in moderation. We also welcome your feedback and suggestions on our Instagram at Movies Rock Podcast. And should we say anything rude, non-inclusive, or otherwise wrong, we apologize in advance. We are affirming of all, so with that being said, offense or ill will is never our intent. Now let's get back to the show. Hold on, I'm going to preface this by saying, please be good, because this is your last chance. Okay, shut up. (laughs) You remember the whole wheels or doors conversation, right? Oh, if there's more wheels or more doors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, all right. Eyes or legs? Oh, my God. I don't... I don't know what, what conversation we're talking about here. Okay. Uh, are there more eyes, so, eyeballs? Yeah, are there more eyeballs the in the world? Or are there more legs in the world? Are you talking about a specific populations like pirates? No, no. Any, <laughs> any, <laughs> any Even then, it'd be one in one, right? Arr, with the eye patch. Because <laughs> I it's, had this conversation with somebody, and I was like, well, I'm pretty sure that more people have lost legs than eyes. I don't know about but that. I didn't, but okay, fish. They don't have legs. Also, and two, two eyes. Sp- spiders have like fifteen eyes. The insects, dude. How many yeah. freaking oh, legs? Oh, right. Also, you're, you're, yeah. oh, you're including all the everything in the animal kingdom. Everything in the world. Oh. Yeah, it's eyes or legs, dude. Oh. Anyway, welcome to the podcast, folks. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he was so excited to, to start oh with that too. Oh my god. His excitement level was on, was on a at tank. some point. I will get this. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. I'm not holding my breath. Okay. All right. Well, welcome to another episode of Movies on the Rocks. We are the murder bit. Murder, murder, murder. And uh, as always, it is the three of us. And I, I can't even begin to even talk after what just occurred. <laughs> Eric, how you doing, dude? <laughs> I was doing good until we started. So as always, there's Eric. Hey guys, Derek. Yep, and myself. I just went yep, <laughs> <laughs> and and myself. Hello, um, and we are the Motor Boys. This movie's on the rocks. Um, I've uh, decided. I made an executive decision um, not to number oh these episodes um, the way we've been numbering them. So basically, I've done away with the seasonal format and just said, let's just fucking roll it. I don't like that oh, you didn't refer to the like board. This. I don't like I don't that like you didn't this. refer to the board on this one. I mean, there's two other board members here that, jeez, oh, man. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get past this one. <laughs> this will be the only one that doesn't have a number. It'll just be the know, one episode. Like- no, 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 no. We have, we have a number. I'm just not saying season three, episode this. Yeah, I noticed that on the last one you posted. I yeah. think it said like episode 43, 43. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's a bad it move. It's a bad move. I don't think so. It didn't bother me, but why do you think it's a bad move, Derek? I'd like to know. Because things need to have an order, okay? This the is only an order. things that don't need an order is the alphabet, and it's because we already know it. Well, th- this is well, an I order. Well, I mean, he's in a numerical order. <sighs> this is, that was the 43rd episode that we've done. I disagree. <laughs> 
It's funny. We're at a just real stalemate. We're at a just stalemate. <laughs> yeah, we're at a stalemate here because Eric, Tomas Eric, is behind it. Eric. Derek's not, and I'm in the middle. No. <laughs> so <laughs> I, well, either way, I'm gonna make it happen. So it's happening, bro. <laughs> I don't know with Eric's taste in some of these movies he brought. I don't. I don't know if I can. I can defer to him. Yeah, I'm sure the podcast world is like <laughs> Eric's taste. I'm sure that they're all thinking it's Eric is the real anchor in this crew here. It's me, right, bro? <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> Oh, God. oh Jesus! All right, so this episode. What are you drinking? Hold on, hold on. Let me just <laughs> at least say something. Enemies. First. That's what I'm <laughs> drinking today. <laughs> All right, so today we are going to be discussing the motion picture known as Everything Everywhere or Everywhere Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, but before we go into that, we have a couple things we need to do. Derek, what are you drinking today? Oh, okay. Um, oh, so actually, I, no, I think the question may be, what aren't you drinking today? All right, so I found this. I went to, what's the, I don't know, one of the liquor stores. Anyway, they had uh, a bunch of uh, individual import ciders. And so I only brought one this time. I've got this much confidence in Wild. this, wow. this cider mm. here. It's called Blackthorn. Mm-hmm. And it's a, uh, it says, from English cider apples imported from Ireland. Irish apples, huh? All right. How you like yeah, them yeah. apples? It's delicious. I can tell. I can tell. Oh, his face. Mm. He loves it. Oh, he doesn't. Not okay. It's okay. It's oh, it's wow. it's bad for a cider, but it's it's good. <laughs> what does that mean? Like, okay, what I mean to say <laughs> it is it doesn't taste apple enough. It tastes more like Irish piss. Uh th- this is probably like if I were to grade it as being like against all the other ciders, it's probably in like the lower 30%. So, okay. All right. Bottom third. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's acceptable. It's definitely better than some of the bullshit that I've had lately. <laughs> and every IPA I've had. This is okay. true. I can agree with that. I can agree I with Eric, that. what are you drinking, man? I do too. Uh, guys, I'm back on the keto. No, we don't care. Tomas, what are you drinking? <laughs> oh my God. Derek. Derek, oh my word! Derek. Look, okay. Here's let me let me explain. I need How to be spicy because later on we're gonna agree and we're gonna we can't just have hearts <laughs> and rainbows true. in an episode. We're about to have like the most agreeable episode. I know, that we've ever I know. Had, so. We're gonna be literally gushing over each other yeah, like a bunch yes, of yes. like a bunch of fawning schoolgirls. So if there's the time to do it, this is the time. <laughs> All right, so, Eric, what bullshit are you trying to pass as a bring? <laughs> I am <laughs> drinking. I'm on keto again, as I was trying to say before you interrupted me. <laughs> So I'm drinking a boring root beer, zero A and W zero and vodka. Not God, great, you're but... such a fat fuck. I know. Well, that's what happens when you're a fat fuck. You have to be on keto. Okay. All right. That's what happens, Tomas. Hey, um, when is your next break so I can ship you some screwball? Oh God, I can't wait. Um, I'm doing this until I go on vacation with my wife at the end of June. So, Ugh. yeah, it's gonna be a little bit. Sorry, buddy. All right, we're gonna get temperamental, Eric, for the next month, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm keto fluing a little bit right now. Too, I have a massive headache, so like, uh, dude, that's the worst. Yeah, that is actually the worst. Yeah, so I may be a, a you keep on mouthing off to me. It's gonna be a real <laughs> shit show for you, buddy. Okay. All right, I am drinking some El Dorado and Coke Zero, some of my El Dorado rum that Derek's gotten absolutely shit faced on before, so it's great. Oh shit, was that that stuff that we had that yeah, one time? Yeah, yeah. Are you that drinking? Was, uh, I would like to try it myself. Just go, dude. Go to Specs and get yourself a bottle. The bottle is only going to cost you about 
40 bucks, 45 bucks. Is that where you go get liquor? Is it Specs? Yes. Okay. Back to the real conversation. Is that the one that we had when we were out with, gosh, what was his name? Hector? Yes. Yes. And man, that that was a good one. Yeah. Granted, I was probably pretty drunk at that point. No, so yeah, it could have been yeah, garbage. But, get, but if you're going to get it, get the 15 year. And you can, it's, like I said, it's only like 40, 50 bucks tops, depending on where it's at. How and big is it? Is it a small no, bottle? It's like, or like, it's like a, it looks like one of those little pirate bottles. It's like that little oh, okay, top like and then like fat. Yeah. Like and a growler? Kind of. Yeah, it looks yeah. like one. But uh-huh. like the, the rum, dude, is it's perfect on the rocks, dude. You ain't got to mix it with nothing. And you don't need that much. A little bit goes a long way, dude. Like maybe two fingers, three fingers tops. That's all you need. <laughs> That's what Derek said. Mm. <laughs> Derek likes the whole. Are hand. they hot dog fingers? <laughs> oh God! Oh, oh we'll what get I to would that. do for a pair of hot dog fingers, guys? <laughs> we'll go. Into, oh oh God. God! Oh, there's yeah. so much we need to talk Dude, about. This movie. Oh God! Oh, right. We can't talk about it yet. We're right. not there yet. Okay. Right, before We're we go get to, there, before we go to the movie, let's go ahead and take it to the news desk. <laughs> News of the day. Oh, God. That was <laughs> whiplash. Okay. Uh, today, in the year of our Lord, 2022. <gasps> Anno Domini. Okay. I have news, but Derek says he has news today. So I'm going to let Derek run with the news today and see how guys, fucking guys, boring it is. Guys, real quick, I want to point something out about today's news. Mm-hmm. I did not bring any. Fuck right off. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right, we're going to powerball two of these news items because they're total bullshit. And then we're going to go into two good ones, all right? But you, can, you can't skip over these things. Yes, uh, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness made $200 million in the box office. Woohoo, no one expected that. Moving on. <laughs> um, otherwise, did you guys hear that they're discontinuing the iPod? That's been. <gasps> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, really, I mean, I was being uh, facetious, but I also am kind of shocked by that. I, I, I didn't know they were doing that yet. I knew there were. Okay, I knew not, it was in the on the horizon in the future. In my mind, I had a feeling it was going to happen at some point, but I didn't know when. Do you mean the iPod like classic or like iPod in general? It's, it's called the iPod Touch. It's called so the they iPod had Touch. they 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 progressively kind of eliminated many of the models, right? Mm-hmm. You had the the classic, which was just a music machine. I loved that. Thing, you had yeah. the, the touch. What was it? There was. There was the, the yeah, there's the, the touch, which was kind of like a an iPhone, but a mini mini iPhone, right? With, with the no little cellular. tiny one too, the little mini and one. They had the little bitty one that you could mm-hmm. I forget what it was called, but it was like a fitness one. You could clip it onto you. It was called the, I think it was like called the, the iPod the Mini Nano. Yes, Nano. Nano. So yeah. they're they're all gone. All of them are being discontinued. So wow. there will be no more iPods. There will be hand me down iPhones essentially. That's it. Wow, dude. I so, mean, it doesn't so really this bother is, me, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really bother me. It was, this was very obviously coming. Kids are getting more and more in touch with technology, and it used to be that they needed an iPod Touch, and now they kind of get an iPad, and they, they learn from it, and they play games on it, and until they need a phone, that's that's really kind of good enough. I'm okay with it, right? Or they or like um, or like my kids, they get my old iPhones. Yeah, you know? yeah, like the hand-me-down phones. And, and this isn't... So I say this because I don't really think like it, it's not it's not pivoting news. It's not anything that we didn't see coming, but it's kind of an end of an era, right? Yeah, a very cool. influential piece of technology. Yeah. You know, this is this is Dude. I would liken this to like the invention of uh, the light bulb, 
the cell phone or no. maybe the laptop or the something like that. Yeah, light, light bulb, I, I yeah. think I think it's more I think it's more on in my opinion more in the vein of like the light bulb or the color television set almost or sliced of. bread. I'm not even kidding. I'm being or Betty again, White. I, I totally awesome disagree. The light bulb is a bigger deal. Or, no, listen. or or Betty White. Yeah, or Betty. I, I agree with Betty White. That's also a good one. So no, listen. Okay. Listen, no, no, for real. On the real tip, the reason why I'm gonna liken it against I'm being a, a dick, but because I am also gonna liken it to the light bulb. It transitioned. It changed. Like, think about like the light bulb changed how we do everything because we can now do things in the dark. Okay, number one, and the iPod changed how we do everything with the music. It made music is one industry though. The light Dude, bulb changed everything. We I get did. it. I get it. But it, listen, here you can do the iPod. Doesn't just do music. You could do video. You can have pictures on it. You they, could but, stretch to say multimedia, and it still wouldn't be every industry. No, no. Why but, do we? Why can't we just agree on one thing? No. You know? <laughs> just one. No, I agree with you. Here's here's my reason why I that I think you're closer to the light bulb per se because one okay for one aspect of it, if you think about it. Yes, it was all about hearing music, but also it was attached. It, it made us. It made accessible through the iTunes aspect of it, where no one else had access. No one else really had like anything to do. Digital media. Yeah, like you yeah. couldn't connect to digital media. You had to create your own CDs. You know, yeah. previously you couldn't just have this really huge. I mean, it's not even that big. It's a small piece of hardware that had a ton of memory for the time. Of course, yeah. for the time, you know, it was like what, like. 60 megs or whatever 60 gigs i don't remember yeah. but i had a ton. I had the 120 gig yeah i had the, i had the first one one of the first ones was the 60 i had the actually the the u2 one that was black yeah oh yeah red. i remember that one yeah. so but oh like but that the was u2 was, debacle jeez <laughs> an era gone but but anyways but i had that one and the thing was is that you were able to store a lot because back then there were other MP3 players, but none of them could carry that much weight. No, and they also were the, also too like the, quality the interface. Was never great. The interface is amazing on iPods. True. iPods changed the, click the wheel game. Was a big dude. deal. Yeah, yeah, it was. And the fact that I had my entire music library, and I remember when I first got that 120 gigabyte iPod. Okay, just put I had I had twelve. Dude, that was like. That was I like remember twenty thousand songs you could fit on that. I know, and I had twelve th- at that point in my life. I had, which was twenty years ago. I had twelve thousand songs in my MP3 library, and I was so psyched that I could walk around every with all one of them. them. That's every why them. it's even like tracks the light bulb. that like that's the light bulb, baby. That's <sighs> the light bulb. Because if you think right. about it, if you think about, it, like he said, you can do things at night, but. Yeah, you could do things like that previously with by candlelight, but with light bulb, it was just like incredible. Like, okay, so the reason why I, I agree with him more than anything else is this is kind of stupid, but there was a, there's a show that came out on HBO this year called Gilded Age. It's from mm-hmm. the guy who who did Downton Abbey, okay, mm-hmm. and it's about the Gilded Age in America, which was like the onset of railroads and people railroad barons, people getting super rich, like ex- filthy rich, like Donald Trump. Could no could nowhere near like today's rich people like like fucking uh let's say, Bezos like Bezos honestly would would have been his money is like a drop in the cup for some of the people back then during the hmm. Gilded Age I mean they're talking they had millions upon millions of dollars and this is like 1879 and they had yeah which millions. is probably like trillions now exactly yeah. oh you know what that I didn't think 
you know how that everyone's talking about like the wage gap between a CEO and, and what their average worker mm-hmm. makes. And mm-hmm. it's like 400 to one or something like that here in America. Yeah. And you know, some other countries will say blah, blah, blah is another better statistic. I didn't even think about the Gilded Age range. Like they didn't have like your currency was, I got a loaf of bread today to eat for the week. They'd get like pennies. Yeah. That. They'd yeah. get like partial pennies. Yeah, <laughs> like they, would, they had like six pence. It was like yeah. half a cent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but what I'm saying is that there's, there's a scene in the show where they, where Thomas Edison turns on a building and if it's just like the way that everything just gets lit up around it because it's all been by candlelight is just amazing and it's the same thing i think of with ipod like all of a sudden the music is all around you yes it's in your ears but you can carry it with you wherever you want i had just, my entire yeah my entire like music an illumination in my music. pocket yeah in my pocket that's a huge deal especially when you're a big music person so. exactly yeah I, I i agree with you so that's two to one you suck there yeah, that I, I agree with that as well. But um, also, too, like it, it, it. Just one last point is that, like, I the reason why I'm not sad is because I haven't used an iPod in ten years. So, like, since I've had an iPhone, so, exactly, it's the same thing. Know. I get yeah. that. It, I mean, mm-hmm. it's an end of an era, and it's sad in the sense that it's going away. But it, it was there was no need for it anymore. But at its, at its inception and at its peak, I mean, it was amazing. Guys, I might have a relic around here to show you. I gave mine away. I had a I when I used to work for that company that we all work for. Yeah, I won in an iPod Touch. Like, <laughs> I don't know in two thousand nine, and it was such a big deal. And it was I and I don't know why I just it was like it only has eight gigabytes. I'm not touching it because I had a classic, and I it was in the box all the way up to like a year ago, and I found it. Never took it out of the box. <laughs> Completely sealed. Took it out. Wouldn't turn on. <laughs> it would not turn on. So yeah, it was like, dude. Those dude, things are so old. Yeah, I know. It like literally was from like, I don't I think it was 2008, 2009. It was for forever ago. And yeah. Didn't even turn on. It never was ever turned on. Poor guy. This is supposed to be a short skip story. So on yeah, to the sorry. next one. Sorry, yeah, yeah, go, 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 go. Big news. Maybe not so much in America, but elsewhere for those who follow Doctor Who. They've oh, named a new doctor. That's right. And he's a black man. Okay. Yes. And All right, Dr. Man. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to try and say your name, dude. I, I, I sincerely apologize if I'm saying this wrong. Oh, he's listening is... for sure. So yes. he'll, he'll hear We have this. listeners in England. I think it's only it's him. I'm going to say it's Nkuti Gakwa. I've heard, I heard someone say Nsuti. Like the C is a Nsuti. I don't know. All I right. I don't know if that's the case. I thought it was in Kuti, but I think it might be in Suti. But you ever seen the show Sex Education on Netflix? Never. He was in it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, no, I haven't. He okay. You guys need to watch it. I think it was a top shelf of mine one time. It is the is one of the it funniest was. fucking shows ever. It's a great show. You definitely watch it. And he is the main character is played by uh, uh, Asa Butterfield. Asa Butterfield, whatever his name, mm-hmm. Asa. His name? Mm-hmm. Asa Butterfield. He plays Asa Butterfield's friend, and he's absolutely hilarious. And supposedly he's Scottish. The, the actor is Scottish. He's from Scotland, mm-hmm. and uh, and so like, it, but like he is amazing. And I, I honestly can't wait for him to become the Doctor because he'll be probably the youngest Doctor because he's young. He's not. Yeah, old. I mean he's he's definitely pretty young. He's the fourteenth Doctor. Yeah. Um. And man, I okay so. <laughs> I was reading the article and apparently there he's, he's the first, uh, like, I don't know, protagonist, black doc, uh, black doctor who, 
Um, because apparently there was a black Doctor Who in an alternate universe who was an evil Doctor Who. Oh, that's super racist. That's correct. To be, yep. That's yep. correct. So yes. talk about writing the ship, right? <laughs> and uh, man, go for it, dude. Way to go. And the, the thing with that show, the thing with that show is also, it's always been that way. Even though it's quote unquote a children's show, it deals, it has a, in the past, especially with the guy who's the showrunner now, he used to be the showrunner for the first four seasons. Then he came back like in the 10th or 11th season. A series as they call it in England and he's more of like one of these people that like has more gender fluid type of characters that you never really know if they're male or female on purpose because he wants them to be he wants characters sometimes especially one character Captain Jack Harkness was gender was was an omnisexual it didn't matter if you were an alien and what gender you were he was gonna have sex with you and this was all <laughs> You know what right. I mean? Like, and yeah. it, it's considered a children's show, a family show, but it had very, it had some pretty adult themes in that respect. And so, hmm. the guy who's the showrunner, Russell T. Davies, he does that a lot with a lot of his shows, where it's he doesn't try to pigeonhole sexuality into one place. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I'm happy to see it. I think is a great idea. Yeah, I think so too. Um, he's Finally. apparently done well in other series, so it leads me to believe he's Doctor Who is in good hands and. I'm all for it. Why not? Let's hope. Yeah. What's his name becomes James Bond. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Idris Elba. Idris yes. Elba. Yeah. God, I, I would. Know. I would see that movie. He's I mean, Daniel Craig was fantastic, but Idris Elba is. I think it's time. A striking for, man. I think it's time. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's time. time. Yeah, we had yeah. a female 007 in the last movie. It just wasn't James Bond. Yeah. Right, um, right. I don't watch um, uh, Doctor Who, but I do watch Inspector Space Time. So. Um, <laughs> Just want to just want to point that out. Is he real timey? Is he is he very timey wimey? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. It's a community reference, podcasters. Just in case you haven't seen it, watch it. It's great. It's a great show. <laughs> Still the fifth season, and then I dropped it. But <laughs> oh God! Like, was it seven or nine? Seasons? Six seasons. Six seasons. And Man, I just awesome. could not. It, it it's not as good at the end, but it's still a great show. I think you you're, you should watch the last season. The last season's good. It's only like twelve episodes, I think. Maybe for God's sakes, you saw Transistor Egg. Uh, you know, Shut the fuck it's so funny. Up. He's like, I give up on a uh, community, but I watch the worst anime every day of my life. Oh, just wait till we get to the public forum. Last news <laughs> article that I have. I, this came across uh, my feed, and I, I really wanted to bring this up again. Netflix has announced that they intend to launch an ad-supported tier. <gasps> they also intend to crack down on password sharing so that you can f- follow the rules that are anyone in the house can watch it. And I'm curious how you guys feel about that. I don't like it, especially since they just raise their prices. Yeah, like I, I mean, like it, ad tier. If you want to make an ad tier, that's fine. As long as you're making the other that price. an option, as long as you're making that an option, where I can pay for that if I want to, you know, that's what they're doing. Well, that's what you they're know? talking. They're um, what, what they're proposing in the article is that you know if they've got a a twenty dollar bracket and a seventeen dollar bracket and a ten dollar bracket, there would be a $5 ad supported bracket conceivably, but, um, man, I'm getting close. I just, I'm getting tired, tired of Netflix, dude. I'm I'm tired of their bullshit. (laughs) 
charging too much, not getting enough out of it. I just don't know if I'm going to do it, man. I don't know if I can get rid of it. I don't know. Neither do I. I don't know either. I mean, it's, it's. I wish they would do the ad, the ad bracket, and then lower the main one, like other places. Like you have like Paramount Plus, who does the five dollar ad bracket, and you pay five bucks more for the other one. I mean, I understand that you don't have as much of a library as as, as Netflix. I get that, but I mean. Netflix has been doing that for so long. I mean, they don't need, honestly, it doesn't need to be $20 a month. It doesn't need to be that much. So How we're, gonna, we're not going to get this conversation again. I did not want to get this conversation Yeah, I don't want to either. But <laughs> the only question that I have is how do they, Fucking how are they really going to crack down on the password sharing? It's, uh, that's not hard. That's it's not, not that hard. Really? It's not that hard, yeah. No. Like, I mean, I, you know, it's funny you say that. Hulu does that, but you don't really notice it. Because the thing what? is, here's the deal. Here's the deal. So, <laughs> Hulu's done it in the past where if you are giving your password to somebody and they're mm-hmm. accessing your Hulu account and accessing your profile and Hulu, then some and because your Hulu profile takes on like your local channels. Mm-hmm. So if you're accessing outside of your local area, sometimes they will not allow you to access it. It happens. Oh, to you're me. talking about you're talking about like Hulu, their live TV. Oh no! Just a regular Hulu. It, it wasn't allowing me to access it one time because we were. Oh, we were, so it we doesn't give bar- you access to everything. Yeah, we were borrowing, yeah. borrowing the access of one of Michelle's friends, and for the longest time, we could not get into Hulu. Like, we couldn't even get into Hulu. Like we couldn't oh, access the profile because we weren't in Miami. And it was. But what noticing- if you're in the same town? What if, like, I'm sharing my password with my mother? Maybe if she has a profile, she'll access it. So, it's a different story, probably. Mm, okay. If the question is, can they see the difference? The answer is yes. Yes. The IP addresses. Yeah. There's absolutely an easy, very simplistic method manner for them to just say, if you're not at home or you haven't been that at that address in 30 days, you don't have access anymore. Just log you out. Yeah. But anyway, those are my news items. I have one piece of news, and it's more of like just for shits and giggles. Um, all right, you guys know who? Do you know who T Bone Burnett is, Eric? Yeah, Derek. Yep. Big deal no. in music. Yeah, he's like a big deal in music. He he's the one who produced like the. He's famous for the. He's famous for a lot of things, but he's all, but he won his first Academy Award for "Oh Brother Where Art Thou." Like, like he won the Academy. He won the, the the Academy Award for the Soggy Bottom Boys song, and he won. Mm. The, Grammy for the soundtrack. I mean, the soundtrack is unbelievable. But he's like sure. one of these big, like, like music. Like he's all about the sound. You know what I mean? Like sound music right. and everything like that. And he's really big into into. Um, I guess you. I mean, vinyl. He's really big into vinyl. And he created recently a vinyl CD hybrid. Okay. <laughs> and he wants to. He, he he's pushing for it. Basically, it's what? called. Um, they're called Ionic Originals. Basically. They take the technology of CDs and vinyl and com- and basically combine the two onto like an to basically like an, a piece of aluminum, and it essentially gives you the iconic and beautiful sound of of a, of a, a like analog vinyl with the crisp clarity of CDs, basically. What do you play it on? That's the thing. <laughs> Why and- would you want it to sound like a CD if you just had a CD? Well, people want people also want like that vinyl look. You know what I mean? I mean, I just think it's like a medium that I would not use. I, I mean, I just it was weird, <laughs> no, and it I was wouldn't. like 
Because you know, he says that he says analog sound has more depth, more harmonic complexity, more resonance, better mm-hmm. imaging. Analog has more feel, more character, and more touch. Digital sound is frozen. Analog sound is alive, and I tend to agree with him to a certain degree. I, I do think, too. I think I think vinyl is an amazing like medium for music. It just it just feels more rich, but but the way you play it is a little different. I mean, you have to purchase specific, like, like a specific thing to play it. It's weird. Basically it's, it's, it's a strange piece of thing, but whatever, it's something that's like, that's just coming out recently. And they just literally put it out like the other day. I got to hear it. I'd have to see, see it. And Ionic, it. Ionic yeah. originals. That's what it's called. I mean, there's, there's like, you can there 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 is a way to record live audio in a digital format that preserves all that the human ear can perceive and further to listen to it you need auto, audiophile equipment don't get me wrong and that's not budget stuff that's not stuff you pick up at best buy you're probably going to have a hard time getting it online but if you have all the equipment you can reproduce this stuff as though you're in the room I can't imagine that there is any need for additional media platforms. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm far and away talking about things that are not in the the at public hand, right? They're not. Yeah. It's not your phone. It's not your computer. It's not your headphones that came with your laptop. It's none of that stuff. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment to listen to it like this. So maybe if it's more cost effective, maybe it's more attainable. Sure. But I don't know. I it's going to have to, it would need to be available to the average Joe to make that much of an impact. I think, I don't know how it's, how it's good. They haven't announced like how it's going to be worked out. He's only recorded stuff that he's wanted to record on, on the technology, I guess for testing purposes with the, with the company that created it called Loudwire. I think they're called. Um, yeah. They're, they're the people who created it and they're the ones who kind of like handling it. But, but like he, he re-recorded some of like, cause he used to be, be a bandmate of Dylan. Like he used to be part of Dylan's band. And uh, and he basically re-recorded some. Sorry, of Dylan. which Dylan is this? Uh, Dylan Dylan McDermott. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's only one true Dylan, bro. I'm so, just fucking with you. I know, I know, I know. Dylan he, from 90210. Yes, That's yes. What talking about Luke Perry. <laughs> yes. No, but he uh, but he re-recorded some of Dylan's music onto one of these, and he loved it. And apparently, they loved it too. They just. They just haven't, like, I guess, finalized how they're going to be distributing it and having the American companies try it out. I think this is more going to be more like a hobbyist kind of thing, like vinyls are now, or they're just for people who want to have vinyls, like you know, hipsters and shit like that. But I don't know. Maybe it'll maybe they'll market it to like the title subscribers or something. Who knows? Who knows? Go from there. Who knows? But anyways, anyway. but that's that's it. That's all the news that's fit to print. So do we want to go? Uh, uh, have a pee break and shit. To the pee to the pee pee break. To the pee pee. Oh, break. Eric, you don't want to. You don't want to have this discussion. Oh, we can talk. Would you like you, to talk? Sure. What, what's What's on your mind, man? Tell no, me. No, what's on your mind, Derek? <laughs> okay, That's the so question that I have. I sent. Okay. I sent a text <laughs> to those folks listening at home. <laughs> I sent a folks. Uh, I sent a text to uh, these two dipshits, and. <laughs> God, what was it? Oh, what was it that we were even talking about? How did the anime come up? <laughs> so oh, oh, we were talking about you whether or not about. Marvel movies are are worth considering as as real films and and 
and, and from a certain perspective, some people will look at that. And Eric said something to the effect of, you know, well, let you say exactly what I said. It's right in front of you. You may read it. Okay. I'll read it verbatim. I agree with what the person, this was, uh, Ethan Hawke, uh, talking about, you know, being passionate in movies are worthwhile movies and movies that are money grabs are movies that are not worth being watched, regardless of if it's Marvel or superhero movie or anything else. And Eric responded, I agree with what he's saying, except he doesn't realize that most, not all superhero movies are for cash. Mm-hmm. I do buy th- I do like some superhero movies, by the way, just very few. I don't hump my phone every time I see a Marvel movie like you two fancy boys. (laughs) 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 Fancy boys. (laughs) My response was a gif just saying it's a matter of perspective. (laughs) And that was all I said. Eric comes clapping back and he says, and he's got a little anime girl gif. And it says, why is your perspective only from that of anime <laughs> starting a fight? Okay. We're having a reasonable discussion and Eric's starting a fight. I put the anime girl there because you like hentai. That's why I thought you would have liked it. No. Wrong again, sir. I love hentai, dude. And my response to this, you know, why is your perspective only from that of anime was, I could say the same for you and your documentary fetish, sir. <laughs> Eric, of course, responded with how he did not want to have that conversation through text, and we would do it on a public forum, and that is where we are. That's right now. So please. First of all, I'm glad you you prefaced that for all the podcasters out there. First of all, Derek, you just found out about my documentary fetish like three days ago, number one. Okay? Number two... I doesn't do. make it wrong. Listen, no, it, you're not wrong. You're not. You're not wrong, Derek. <laughs> okay. I like documentaries and I watch a shit ton of them, okay? But here's the thing, Derek. How many times have I brought a documentary to Top Shelf? Maybe like two or three times? How many times have I talked about a documentary on this podcast? Maybe a handful? You talk about anime. You bring that shit to your top <laughs> shelf every single week, bro. Oh, <laughs> every God. week, dude. Oh, man. You are um, obsessed, okay? Let obsessed. Me, let, me, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. What is nope, don't your... Hear what, what, what would you say is your reason or your the, the factor that draws you towards documentaries? I don't know, man. I, that's a good question. I think it's like I just like to know about things. Like, and, and, and it's not just things of, you know, that are popular in the state. I like weird, quirky stuff. And I just like to know about subcultures, subgroups. I like to know about things that most people don't think about. That's why I appreciate, about, appreciate documentaries. I like to know about weird shit. It's just interesting to me. So I'm going to say that th- those factors, those reasons that you're drawn to documentary are absolutely 100% valid, right? And I'm, mm-hmm. But I'm sure that also a lot of other people who enjoy documentaries are there for other reasons, right? There's lots mm-hmm. of other good reasons. There's maybe people who just like documentaries because they want to make them and they're looking mm-hmm. for other tactics, right? And there's, there's a million and one other reasons, right? Um, the reason that I follow anime, the reason why I care so much about anime is the same reason that I don't watch TV, I don't listen to the radio, and I, I hardly watch the news. I am so burnt out on most of the things that seem mm. to be popular mm. around me. Mm. I'm trying to sample other cultures. 
and hopefully they've got something I haven't seen before, or maybe something they'll do different, or maybe that's yeah. not interesting. It's the same reason why I listen to music with lyrics that are in another language I do not understand, yeah. because I can still enjoy the music because I'm getting tired of what I hear on the radio. Mm. Right? Same same idea. Um, matter of fact, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there. Since I have the moment, there is an album called Ta- uh, Takako oh. Mamiya. It's a uh, called 18, uh, 82 Love Trip. I'm going to send it to you guys. Please do. It is a Japanese album. Of course uh, it is. I, I cannot tell you what kind of music genre it is. It definitely sounds like it's from the 80s. It is fantastic. Yeah, send it my way. And I'm just I just listened to it and I have no clue what she's singing about. I, I don't I'm not I don't care to look up the lyrics, but I am enjoying the music because it is fresh and original and I am tired of hearing the same crap all the time. So that is part of why I watch <laughs> well, anime. I'll give you okay. No, it's funny when you were starting to talk about that. As soon as I finished giving you my answer, I was like, "Oh shit!" In my head, I was like, "Also, too, like I'm sick and tired of like the same shit over and over again with sure. movies and television." Yeah, so that's, dude, you're getting a new spice of life. But here's the thing, Derek. Like, I appreciate that answer, and I think it's I landed on anime and not documentaries, so I'm wrong. <laughs> yes, that's number one. <laughs> okay, but number two, like anime is the same shit to me, like over and over again but like a little bit different storyline here and there you may get some like fancier animations some weirder animations but to me it's like the same thing where documentaries are almost literally like there's so many intrinsically different yeah and like anime is is a genre you know sure you know yeah um but i appreciate like and i want to i don't want to come across like a super dick because i do completely relate to why you watch anime is why i watch documentaries so we are seeing Dude, so much i'm so tired of the same yeah. bo- it, every okay here's here's the reason i can tell you every new movie that i watch for the first time i shouldn't say every 99 i'm uh, obviously the movie we're going to talk about later today is an example of the exception yep. but every movie i watch i'm like oh someone's going to come in through that door uh, and they do that guy is that one uh yep. he's about to die because you oh, watched this a lot. Things. It's because you've watched seen, a lot. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it so many times. Yeah. I'm tired of the predictability, and I uh, don't have that yet with anime. Wow. Okay. That's that's deep. That's like I didn't that 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 makes more sense. It doesn't mean I'm not gonna make fun of you anymore about it, but like <laughs> I do appreciate it a little bit more. You know, there's only see the only time I even appreciate a, a film anymore that I can predict is when I'm there for. Like when I think about like a Jason Bourne or a James yeah. Bond movie, yeah. I know exactly what's about to happen, but I'm not there for the story. It's yeah. the same story that every yeah. other James Bond movie has ever had. Yeah, yeah. No I'm here for sense. the different t- time, the different way that they're about to tell this story with a different character, maybe some different choreography, and I'll still enjoy it and still have a good time, and that's why I'm there. But everything else, dude, if I if I can predict what's happening, it, it's it's almost embarrassing at this point how often I predict things. Like it, like it's like my wife hates it too when we watch a movie. Yeah, she'll be like, dude, Betsy like, hates yo, this it. Every is time I'm like, this is about to. Have yep. you seen this already? Yeah, no, no watching it for it. the first time like you. Yep. <laughs> so it's, same, it, same it's, dude. Uh, it's because we've watched too much, we've consumed too much. Yeah. So now we're looking for other ways to to garner other things to garner our attention and unfortunately you found anime and i found the superior genre of the two that i'm gonna try and pronounce this better before we go off to our refill break takako mamiya 82 love trip Check interesting yeah all right down. refill 
Right, we're supposed guys. to disagree. We're gonna have to have at some point where we stop hugging. Okay. Fuck you, Derek. Does that work? So yeah, I'm out. <laughs> see y'all later. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back, guys. We'll see you in a bit. Peace. back from the refill portion of the episode uh i'm staying with the same shit because i didn't really drink i may have to leave and get a refill because i have like more than half of my drink we just got back from the refill break i know but i I I didn't drink half because we were talking so much yeah i just don't really understand what you do during these refill breaks buddy like you know what the refill break is for yeah it's to refill you know i understand that but i was watching kendrick lamar so i couldn't which i mean i'm okay with that but you're fine (laughs) you're fine total pass yeah Was it, was, it, way, was it the new one? Heartbreak Friday? So good. Yeah, yeah. From the Heart Five, I mean? Yeah. The song is so good, and the video is awesome. Oh, dude, that dude. Whole, I, I just saw it for the first time. I didn't get a chance to watch it this week because we've been doing this thing. But, like, but like I saw that deep fake thing. I was like, oh, shit. I could gush about that it's for perfect. an hour, dude. It's we could perfect. do a whole episode on it. We that song is perfect. Heartbeat Five, I know. <laughs> Heartbeat Part Five. <laughs> All right. Dude, so, so good. Anyway, right. moving on. All right, so Derek, it's your movie, dude. Go with it, bro. All right, I refilled, motherfucker. Thanks for asking. <laughs> and uh, nobody asked me. Speaking of, oh yeah, yeah. Way, about Tomas. Did, did you change your drinks? Uh, no. That's what we refilled to. I got a new one. <laughs> no, oh, I, I I have the same shit. All right, so uh, this is another one I picked up. I I have little faith in this. Um, it is a one hundred and one cider house sour cider sunlit with hops and grapefruit. Get this, zero sugar. And a probiotic. When did they start breaking this shit into our liquor? Wow. (laughs) He's trying to stay regular, so he drinks that drink. Oh. Oh. That's a sour, bro. That's what that means. That's a serious sour, bro. It's so bad. (laughs) It's so bad. (laughs) You can't even talk. It's It's like... It's so bad. It's like... Okay, well, it's the grapefruit, sweet, tart flavor and then at the tail of it is just the hoppiness that i hate it's all bad the whole thing is just bad <laughs> from start to finish there's nothing oh, good about it there's nothing okay let me tell you guys one more time it is the 101 cider house sunlit flavor don't buy this if oh, someone wow. gives it to you it's an insult all right what's your backup then yeah you gotta go back to blackthorn it was still good okay, okay. Well, at least he still right. got some left you know yeah yeah seriously seriously it was delicious eric I care about what you're drinking. Actually, moving on. He didn't change. Yeah, because you don't listen to me, Derek. Yeah, exactly. That's why. You don't <laughs> for good reason. For good reason. Moving on. <laughs> All right, Derek. What? Let's talk about the movie, dude. Go. Start it up, All right. baby. Uh, movie's called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, man, you know whenever you type into your phone and 
if you type something frequently enough, it starts remembering like your address, right? My street, my, you know, road at, you know, this city and that state and blah, blah, blah. It just kind of auto populates it. It knows you're looking for that. I searched everything everywhere all at once so many times that my keyboard prompts it every time I type the word everything now. Because every time I wanted to learn something about this movie, you know, who that actor was, where have I seen that person? Dude, this movie, mm, okay, came out in 2022. That is today. Still in um, theaters. Still in theaters, but kind of on its way out. This is May, right? So can't it, wait till it's available for home. For dude, real, dude. I am. I will mm, buy I'm it so buy quick. It. I'm buying buy it so thing. quick. I will. I will buy this thing in 4K Same-sies. HDR right away. Same-sies. Gotta have it. Gotta gotta I'm, have. I'm, it. I'm definitely buying the physical. Yeah, for sure. Oh um, no, I want this in my collection. I yeah, want, this is I not a, a digital version. subscription thing. You need criterion. to own it. I think yeah. this will be a Criterion movie, and I want a Criterion version of it as well. Oh yeah, I'll buy, I'll buy the I'll buy the first copy, and I'll buy the Criterion. I'm not, I'm not in full agreement. <laughs> not even soon enough. Not even soon enough. Can't get it fast enough. All right, so it's uh, two hours nineteen minutes. Um, as of recording today in, in early May, it is still in theaters. I was fortunate enough to catch it, I think on its last weekend in IMAX in our local theater. So that was totally worth it. Um, and let's see, it Lucky. is directed by the Daniels The Daniels, um, <laughs> and it stars Michelle Yeoh, uh, Stephanie, uh, Shu, Ki Kwan and Jamie Lee Curtis, I would say are probably your biggest players there. But then there's no, also James Hong. No, yeah, yeah, dude. No, no, no. Let's 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 be real, dude. James Hong is a player. James uh, Hong is a. He's just not. He's not. I'm, I'm happy I said okay. them in that order. Okay. Yeah, he I'll doesn't have. Way. He doesn't have the filmography that the rest of them have, but he's a big part of like our lives if you think well, about no, it yeah no, but has I, like 40 I, movies or something no no, no, no okay. not, i'm you, talking you, about jamie lee curtis i'm talking about and michelle oh, yo he doesn't have oh, the, yeah. the credits that they have oh, yeah. no. okay by the way you know that he just got his star today on the hollywood walk of fame really yeah you know how well many deserved, dude. you know how he many acting it. credits he has guess I guess I, I, I just i said 40 a second ago so is it 40 eric I'm, i think it would be less than that but i don't know i'd say i'm gonna say like 25 425. No. <laughs> we are so no. <laughs> So, okay, now granted, granted, James Hong is a working actor. So it's not just movies, it's TV, it's video games, it's cartoons. He doesn't give a shit. He's going to Yeah, but do 400 it. is still a lot. That guy's a busy yeah. motherfucker. Good for you, dude. Get it. 425 acting credits. That's what I really he has. I just in his like career. that guy too, man. I really like him. I just like No pang. Lopan. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> I love that guy so much. Like he's I, amazing, I, dude. He's uh, yeah, but yeah, so he man. okay, go ahead. Sorry, bro. No. Oh, go. well, let me let me give you a synopsis here. And I'm gonna this I promise you, whatever they've written that I'm about to read it's doesn't so do wrong. it justice. I <laughs> promise you, there isn't a synopsis that will do this movie justice. <laughs> Agreed. This synopsis says an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with the lives she could have lived. All right, so I'm going to give you the, the another synopsis I read just now that even still, you, does, you don't get it. 
When an interdimensional rupture unravels reality, an unlikely hero must channel her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewildering dangers from the multiverse as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. Still does not do it justice. No. Still, yeah, it's still just not really hitting it, you know? No, it's not. It's not. I don't think it's that not. we, uh, the three of us together, could come up with, like, a proper <clears throat> synopsis even, uh-huh, you can't. know? Not not in like a three-sentence format. Hell no. No, it's not possible. It's just too much going on, <laughs> you know? Oh, man. Okay, okay. So where do so, we start, dude? Where do we start? I think that it is worth starting this conversation off with the with one of the key facts that I found. They spent, to produce this movie... Oh, I saw that. $25 million. I was so impressed by that. Like, I, I, I knew I it was re- low budget, but I just didn't yes. realize how low it was. Yes. I it's was thinking made, it was like it's 50, already made 60. No. Dude. It's already and made $47 million. So I've watched, I've, I've, I have obsessed over this movie. I've watched so much back behind the scenes and making of and all this different shit. There were legit sequence. And you know what? I'm going to start it off here. Why don't we do this? You remember the scene with... Uh, Let's go scene by scene, guys. If you guys want to talk about scene by scene, let's go. With Key. Um, and and he is fighting with the uh, fanny pack in the IRS building. Oh, so cool, I love dude. That. So cool. All right. The way that the Daniels wanted to film that was a single take. Or no, uh, I should say continuously shot the whole sequence. And they only could do up to three takes. And the first one bombed. Oh my god! The second one is what we saw, and they didn't film a third one. Yeah, they're like, "Nope, we're good after this one. We're yeah. solid." <laughs> yeah, because it real. was perfect. It, it was, was flawless. It, it was, was amazing. A, mm, man, that blew my mind. Like he did that in two takes, and the first one they didn't even finish. I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. Okay, so Key, obviously, I'm sure you guys have already looked at this, but Key's been doing. Uh, uh, he, he's been doing. Um, Lots of movie work behind the camera since his last few movies that he, you know, whenever he did Goonies and, and you know, uh, Indiana Jones and all that kind of stuff, right? He, he went to film school, got his degree, and started getting behind the camera. And he's been doing lots of choreography since then. So, naturally, when it came to choreographing this, uh, choreographing, yeah, this choreographing, <laughs> choreographing, I was like, that doesn't sound right. This whole sequence, and he, he I mean, he went to school, he, cause that's actually a, there, there is a, some kind of martial art that does some sort of weapon uh, fighting like that, but obviously not fanny pack, but something like that same kind of weight f- uh, function. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he learned it and then did yes. it in two takes on camera. Yeah. That's it. That, that, that martial, that martial art weapon is the one that has like a, it's a weight. And at the, at the end of the weight, there's like a, an arrow head. Basically, like a yeah, spear head. yeah, 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 a spear, yeah. So it's like a weighted spear on a rope, and you spin it around your neck, constantly moving it, whipping it around your arms, and it's constantly moving until you let it go forward. You swing it forward, and you hit that person. You jam it back, dude, like Scorpion's fucking thing in Mortal Kombat. Basically, it's essentially so to your point. Doing. You know the, uh, the the folks that he's fighting, the yes. security guards, and then you know later on there's the. We'll call it the anal probe fight. That's the best fight, dude. The butt plug. Oh, it's so butt plug fight. I so can't. Good. I can't. Those it's two, so those good. two guys, uh, they're YouTubers. They, they they have a YouTube channel called Marshall Club, and 
you could you look them up on YouTube. These guys, that's, that's all they do is they just choreograph martial arts combat sequences. And this they've is- got all kinds of behind the scenes stuff. And they just found a YouTube group to help choreograph a yeah. lot of this. And man, guys, it do works. You know, do you know how much like more like you haven't even gone through that much? Just how much more I appreciate this movie by you saying <laughs> what you just said. One that he did that, that shit in basically one take. Right. And then. Also, also, they were like, "Hey, let's let's get these YouTube guys that know how to do fight yeah. sequences." <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you think about it, like, okay, uh, I'm I'm obviously very happy with a lot of the the uh, casting decisions that they've made here, right? Um, I cannot imagine anyone else performing as well or better uh, in in this film, other than the actors and actresses that we saw. Yeah. Yeah, but you can also tell that they kind of teed themselves up for a win, right? They brought in, you know, Key as Wayman, and he was a choreographer with lots of experience and knew what the hell was going on and and could step in and lend his expertise. And you got Michelle Yeoh, who has a long list of very (laughs) skill, uh, let's say high level skill sets that she could contribute to helping so she, with yeah, this and then they, she's, dude, she's, a, she's, a, she's a she's a master of wushu like she knows wushu martial arts she knows kung fu i mean i mean she's been doing it for for like 20 30 years you know she's I mean? also she's Kong. also like dropped absolutely beautiful like oh. talk about a beautiful woman who is the, they gave her a disheveled wife. look and i was still like yeah she's, yeah, pretty, she's good looking. So pretty like i'm like you they made her look just like the most modest like yeah like, poor Naturally natural like woman that you it, she is just a beautiful woman man like a fine wine too like she's just with age becoming more more and more beautiful sorry she brought up she brought up in one of her interviews how she jumped at the script because of the uh we could just say straightforward representation right you have a chinese immigrant um that running a, a you know a laundry mat and and struggling with her family to figure out taxes and fit into American culture and make everything work, and that's the lead role of a movie. And she's an average person. She doesn't have superhero powers or anything. She's she is just regular Joe Jane whatever. And yeah, and and she jumped at that role. And and that's kind of also uh, you know they talk about how. Uh, Key stepped away because there wasn't a lot of roles for him to get as nope. a, uh, in front uh, in front of the camera at the time, right? Um, and when he saw, he said that he saw uh, Crazy Rich Agent Asians, which another fantastic film. If you haven't seen it, amazing, go check amazing. it out. Um, but my daughter loves I, it. I, I will caveat it with saying it's a fantastic film, but it is not as good as this film. This one was way better. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, yeah. But but all that said, he saw that movie and he called up a buddy, got an agent, and in two weeks, his first call was for this movie. Yes, first call for this movie. He he actually was, but 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 while he was filming, or maybe he had finished filming this movie, he was actually in a Netflix movie called Finding Ohana, which came out last year. So just so you guys know, does he have any uh, credits beyond this and 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 Indiana Jones and the Goonies? He does, but he only has like. He only has like twelve credits. Okay, yeah. As an well, actor, I love as an him. actor, as an actor, as yeah, an actor. Yeah, I also love him a lot too. I just really love that guy, and He's... we want to talk about him. He is just so podcasters we go see. And if you guys are familiar with a film called Goonies, he plays uh, Data, and uh, Temple of in Indiana Jones and Temple of Dunes. He's short round, so short like round. Uh, yeah. 
he's our our little favorite little Asian guy that that was in in these movies back in the eighties. And I I love this dude, and he was so good in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it, you're right, man. It was casted perfectly. Um, it was so endearing and weird and odd and violent and beautiful How is it that we relate to these people who are like going through this because it's so real the emotion of like finding a way to like feel closer to your family and bridge relationships with your parents i mean these things are all such relatable concepts you know how you find that you find that in really good writing and these guys yes. wrote the shit out of this movie. And yeah. um, I want to talk about that real quick to you before you go back, Derek, is that I actually was reading that these guys turned down, I think, either Marvel or Disney to do Loki or something. They wanted them to direct some Marvel show or movie. And they were like, nah, we're going to do this. We're going to turn down a $400 million budget and stick <laughs> with our 25 here and do this. And if you ask me, they made a film right now um and i wrote this to you guys and i even wrote this on social media they made a film that we are blessed to be alive to watch yes okay that we are born in this time period to watch this movie i have not said that many times in my life okay like not many it's very few times this movie has snuck its its way probably into my top 10 and i've only seen it once Dude. Yeah, you know, you know what's funny is that it's just another another uh, instance of a twenty four just fucking bringing slaying. it, slaying. I mean, yeah. I can't, I saw a trailer before I watched this movie. I saw the trailer for that new movie, Marcel the Shell, and I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. I yep. can't wait to see it. I'm like, I don't understand. Okay, this is where we've come to, where a twenty four literally is making a movie about a fucking talking shell. And I can't wait to fucking watch it. See, here's the thing, dude, though. This is <laughs> this is why, and I can tell you why, right? We're tired of the different. same shit. Yes. And, and when I watch the trailer and I can't figure out the plot, yep. and it <clears throat> still looks good, dude. Sign have me up. you have you seen have you sat down and watched okay, we're going on tagging here, but have you sat down and watched the Green Knight? No, no. I haven't watched it yet. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. It's unreal. It is unreal. Like well, I've never about, seen a movie like that. You got to think about how many A twenty four movies have come out that are bad. I haven't seen one. So I like, haven't seen and, one yet. And another Even thing the is, the worst it, film was probably a pass. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah it, but another thing is too, like beyond that, like that's goes into exactly what we were talking about before, Derek. Why we watch, why you watch anime, and why I watch documentaries. A24, I get excited every time there's a release. And I was excited to see The Green Knight, but I just haven't got to it yet because it's a period Watch piece it. and you know how Yeah, you have to. <laughs> and, and but, yeah. you definitely have to sit through it because it's it's a very slow burn. Yeah. But it's worth the time because what happens at the end, the kind of whatever you see it happens, you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> but like if you – like there was a trailer. They I, I got to see the Marcel the Shell trailer during during everything. Every yeah. Day. Um, and then I also saw another A24 trailer called Men. Men. Which oh, yeah, dude. Wild. Same guy who made Ex Machina, who's great. And Ex Machina yeah. is also an A24 film. Fantastic. So I am just so happy and excited that there is a a studio that is putting out content like what we just watched. And succeeding. And succeeding very well. Okay. Like, and, and I, 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 I want to say that they're succeeding in the manner that they are able to sustain doing this. Like it's whatever the business model is, 
when we got the movie, it was fantastic. I needed them to make money off of that enough to the, that they could do the next movie. And they're accomplishing that. They're using modest budgets and they're getting people that they're like, hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to give you more money than you would have got probably anywhere else, but it's still not going to be a shit ton of money. So, so the way I think of this is like A24 is basically doing, they're, they're kind of like, so this is what, this is why A24 and Blumhouse are like fucking geniuses. So you have A24 who's handling kind of like sci-fi fantasy type of, you know, because Marcel the Shell is a fantasy. It's a literal, it's like fantastic realism, like fantasy realism. They did waves though. Yeah, they did waves, but I mean, that's also what you, what they call, um, it's also a drama, but it's, it's it's, because it was the word I'm looking for. It's kind of like, you know, like there's, there's, there's real, there's like fantasy elements to it of the way they portray themselves and things of that nature where they kind of seem almost, it's almost ethereal in certain cases. You know what I I mean? mean, I hear I do. They do do a lot of fantasy, but they also do films that are not like they did Lady Bird. Um, there's like, they did Moonlight. Moonlight is not fantasy. No, 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 I don't think, I don't think that 24 is painting themselves into a corner yet. No, they're not, they're they're not, they're not. What they're trying to do is they're basically saying, look, we will make original content no matter what it is. And we'll do it in a modest budget. Just like with Blumhouse, they'll do sci-fi, fantasy, horror, but it has to be within a budget. You have to get it to that point and it's going to be original and we're not going to stray away from it. And we'll say, all right, you may not hit on this one, but you know, if you give us another, if you give us another good script, shit, we'll give it a shot too. Yeah. They're also being very representative of culture. Mm -hmm. Like if you think about it that way too, think about their, their thing that the industry needs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And think about their, their catalog, man. It's not Mm -hmm. all straight white people. No, no, these films are diverse. <laughs> you know, they're super they're diverse films. You mean that they reflect the modern society in which we live? Yeah. Which I'm game for because you know what? When you tell it like this and you start from the ground up with this diversity as a core aspect, it doesn't look out of place. It doesn't seem forced. It doesn't seem like you tried to throw someone or some culture a bone. It just comes off as genuine. And so, you coast right past it. You don't even notice it. It's just a movie at that point. Which one, one cool thing was they had to. So the, the whole point of the, the beginning of the movie starts off with them literally going crazy over their receipts because they're a laundromat and they just deal in so much paper that they just have to bring all these receipts to the IRS because they're being audited, you know, which is a very it doesn't even have to be a laundromat. It's a very American thing to be audited by the IRS and you're freaking out. an all cash business, yeah. Yeah, and you're freaking out because it's like, what the hell? And this happens to a lot of small, and so it represents not just small business owners, but small business owners who are immigrants and they're dealing with the big bad government and they're freaked out because they don't know what's going to happen to them because the government, I mean, you could say- There's a language barrier. There's a culture barrier still for immigrants. You're trying to figure things out. Government's not here to help you if you're an immigrant to a certain degree. You know what I mean? In regards to the IRS. IRS is not here to help you. They want to be sure that they check off all the boxes and they don't give a shit if it hurts you or if it doesn't. And that's that's a really solid point to bring up because, like you said, the IRS is not here to help you. Especially not me. Not me as a born American. Not Derek no. as the whitest guy in the it room It doesn't right matter now. who you not, are. You know, not, it doesn't uh, matter who you are. It's okay, Derek. We love you. Uh, but it's, it's not. <laughs> no, I just hate when you're right. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but like 
it, they did such a good job of portraying what it's like to go to the IRS and sit in front of this like groaning androgynous human <laughs> that like is, that beautifully played by Jamie Lee Curtis. Beautifully played by she did such a great job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so amazing. That's just there trying to like act like I don't know, man. Like it's in in trying trying to to explain things to you that you don't understand what I don't understand. And I've lived here my whole life. And this, these people are not great English speakers, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, okay. Like you have to keep in mind that like I've lived in America my entire life. I was born here. English is my native language. I still don't understand how most of my taxes work. Same Z's. Yeah. And and you want to ask somebody to, not only understand it, but understand the auditing process while running a business and barely speaking the, I mean, let's say that many, many immigrants barely speak the language. They can get by in that casual conversation, right? And you know what? If that works for them day to day, that's fine. But they're having to deal with the IRS because now you live here. That's a tough experience. It's difficult to endure. In general, I mean, it's it's like you said, it's tough for people who know the language. It's even tougher if you don't understand who the fuck is talking to you. Yeah, yeah. and they did such a good like guys. Realize that we've now been talking about that one moment for like five minutes. Yeah, they did such a good job of making me feel so frustrated because <laughs> I didn't know what the hell Jamie Lee Curtis was talking about. And they didn't know what the hell they're talking about either. And they barely did because they didn't have their interpreter daughter with them, you know, in the beginning yeah. to help them out with it. Exactly. You know, oh, well, and, and further, if she were there, she they wouldn't they would have not have been in any better shape. I mean, I, I still as again, thorough English speaker. Uh-huh. Same. Didn't know. I didn't have a clue. So even if they'd understood the language, the mechanisms that are, you know, the, the tax system none of it makes sense no yeah no and then and then of course but then you know we, we from moving on from there she shows her awards and right off the bat everyone the knows plugs. they're all butt plugs yeah, like, as soon just... as i saw it too i was laughed so hard i'm like that's a butt plug and I, didn't, I honestly thought that was the only part of the gag is that it's supposed to look no. like a then... But it made me laugh, but like it comes back. <laughs> yeah, you think it's just like I just fuck people over for the government and that's it. I just I just ram this shit up people's ass all day long to take their money and drop their businesses and take their, their homes. And it plays a pretty pivotal aspect later on. <laughs> yeah, dude. There was look, there was so much in this movie, like I mean there, there's so much. Uh another another good thing was um like there was the fight with uh, with with Ki Huey Kwan Ki Ki. I'm just gonna say his name Ki or K. Ki. It was yeah. his Ki. There was his fight, but then there was the um. Then there was the daughter. Okay, let's talk about the daughter for a second. Not Great. just her, but Great. her her uh, Jubabi Pataki or whatever the heck his name. Yeah, name I don't was. remember the name either, but it's a strange name. It's her alternate yes. name. Yeah, yeah, her alternate name. Jobo Jobo Pataki. Jobo Pataki. I think. Oh her name no, was. no, gosh. What was it? Uh, it was Jubo something. Anyways. But that wasn't it. <laughs> Joy. Let's just call her Joy. Joy the daughter. But her 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 other um, alternate Jobu Tupaki. Jobu Tupaki. I think of Jobu when I think of ma- my Major League. But anyways, um, fuck you, Jobu. I do it myself. So uh- <laughs> Yeah, boy. Yeah, Derek doesn't know, but I know. <laughs> so anyways, no, there was – her scenes were just so good because – and she was so good because – she would be in character as Joy, and then 
Jubo would show up and right off the bat she would change and you would just see it change in her eyes. Yeah, and they're polar oppositional. You know, they're the antithesis yeah. of each other. And so and, and, and it's and it, literally by name too, because her name is Joy. And then there's I don't know what Jobu Tsunaki, but I bet you Jobu. it means something dark and sinister, yeah. you know. So yeah. um the changing of the universes with yes. the TikTok channel change. Oh gosh, yeah. brilliant, brilliant move. I mean, the, the, okay, so let's talk about the, the the multiverse aspect of this. Here's something that I was like out of control. We're not going to explain the movie, folks. You need to see this. We can't see. explain yep, it. We're just going to talk tough. through this. Yeah, we're just going to talk through it. Watch the film. If you Watch if, the at film. this point, Spoilers. we probably should have started with this, but at this point, um, stop here if you haven't watched it. Go watch the movie and then come yes. back. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, believe I would rather given, you go watch that movie than listen to this episode. What, Please what, go what, watch that movie. What we've given to you is really not that much. It's, there's so much. But one of the coolest things I saw in the movie was all the quick little picture shots of all the different universes. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Yo, I was like, dude, how long did they spend just doing those? Because it was, it felt like it was hundreds of... There was a, I bet you they put three or four days towards just putting her in different shots. You know, I'm okay. not in different stuff. But. It so, was wild, so dude. The the this is the coolest part. So you you're talking about the scenes where it looks like she's flying back and her hair is whipping around. No, 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 That's really cool, and I saw how they did yes, that. It's amazing. Dude. Dude. Yeah. I, what, what, what they, okay, you talk about that in a second, but no, I'm talking about there's a part where you just see Michelle Yeoh's face, and then it just does all these hundreds of quick cuts of like pictures of different. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Different of different Evelyns throughout yeah. the entire multiverse in different places. Brilliant. You know, you know what I mean? And it's just like, it felt like, it, I'm sure it was more than maybe like 40 or 50, but it felt like it was hundreds of them. Yeah. Like all oh, in yeah. one Different shot. outfits, different, and, and the backgrounds and all that stuff being court. And and naturally, you know, some some editors got to sit there and perfectly line up the facial features, make sure it's exactly where, it, and, mm-hmm. you know, frankly, they were probably just green screening it. So adding backgrounds, then straightening that, and then making that one frame, right? But, Here's the next one. But just thinking of it, and try oh, to be different every time because I'm sure they probably put all the mocap dots on her face mm-hmm. so they could, you know, do whatever they need to do to her face so that they wouldn't have to spend the time. But that's time and money spent. No, on dude, somebody they didn't. Going in a they no. didn't. They sh- no, the coolest the part. They shot that shit. Most of this film, most of this film is practical effects. It's like ninety percent of it. Okay, is okay, practical. okay. That's okay, so amazing. Let me, let me tell you. That makes it so much better for me now too. I know it's unbelievable. There are, to your point, they had to do a tremendous amount of this practically. Now there are still, uh, yeah, five hundred visual effects. However, they did it with five, five visual dudes. effects artists. Five, five dudes, dudes did five it. Five dudes. Oh my god! They were using five like dudes did it. effects. They weren't using yeah. like Cinema 4D. They were using five whatever these huge things that they use for Marvel. They were using like straight up After Effects, which is yeah, something that dude, I'm a pro. It's great. At. Okay, it's that's great. So like. <laughs> And I was just so impressed with it. Like, I would love to watch. I would literally. They could probably put out like an eight-hour documentary about how they made this film. Criterion. I would be every minute. With every moment. Every watch it two or three times, dude. Yep. Oh my gosh! Like it was so, just so awesome. Yeah. So yeah, there's 500 visual effects they did with five different visual effects artists, all while they were at home. They wrapped this in quarantine during COVID, right? So they were in quarantine. They couldn't do it. The exception, though, when I talked about that scene where, you know, she first does her uh, uh, universe jump or whatever, and she kind of flies back and her hair is whipping around and all these things are flashing around her. The first time she does it, she's in the IRS building. She's in her chair and she flies over to the janitor's closet, right? Mm -hmm. 
that was shot practically. So they had to change the frame timing, put a leaf blower behind her to blow her hair and whip it around and pull her back super slow into that room and then just play it. I think they did it like, I don't know, probably like twice the frame weight on one side and then moved it slower or something. I don't know how all that stuff works, but it was incredible. But when they did it all the other times, every time she jumped between universes, they, they tried to make their own volume like Marvel had. So they just took like the poor man's LCD screens and put it behind her. (laughs) And then they just put a leaf floor behind her and had her just flail around and they played (laughs) it at a different speed. Next to these LEDs that just had random shit playing on it. Just flashing lights at her to show that the lighting effects changed. Now, here's the thing. That is a cheap, practical solution for an effect that was flawlessly executed. That fit right in with the movie. It played to the storyline. It didn't pull you out of the story it was flawless man let me talk about something real quick and this is one of the major problems or one of my beefs with marvel okay or any film just do it in post or like yeah or (laughs) avatar any any huge huge cg film listen a lot of effort i'm not taking away a lot of effort a lot of artistry goes into that shit it's amazing okay they're they're amazing, amazing um, artists to be able to do CG. It's a hard work, and they're incredible. Okay, I'm not taking away from that. But when you take a small budget picture like this one, and you come up with these practical ideas, and we kind of talked about this in our long lost episode about Eternal Sunshine, the Spotless Mind, and you take these yeah practical, How ironic. Oh, yeah, God. I know. You take these practical ideas and you you put it into a film. There's something far more magical about that yes. to me than than it being behind a green screen there, there is true magic in what we saw and that's why i like this film touched me in my heart not just because it's like a, a great emotional film and it was really fun to watch and entertaining it's also because i as a filmmaker can watch this and be enthralled with the fact that they did something so special without a fucking green screen True. Dude. No, yeah, 100%, dude. Like they did like which was great because one of the one of the things that I thought was amazing was that they had everybody like really it it almost seemed like they everybody that was the actors and everything like they just they were so smart and they were so in tune with every character because it was somebody that they probably knew, you know what I mean, or had experience with or even themselves having their own experience in that in that specific aspect of it. Like one thing that I was like super, super surprised at, and this is something that you don't see very much, is you know in the in what I've what I've well, of course I'm not in the Asian culture, but let's just say in minorities, okay, in general, there's a real distaste for divorce in general. You just don't do sure. It. That's something Lots that white cultures, people do. Yeah. That's, that's something that white people yeah, do. Yeah, it's acceptable. Like, white people can do that. You don't get to do that. You don't get to do that. Like, even in, in Hispanic, which it's more prevalent now in Hispanic, the younger generation, and and I'm I'm and, and I don't know in case of African American generations, maybe it's something that's that's more prevalent now in the younger generation. It sure. is, yeah. So it's something that's changing now, but in the in the Asian in Asian community, I don't think it's gotten to that point. So you have somebody. You have a couple here that they are in love with each other, but their lives have gone a completely different trajectory than they had dreamed before. And they're just, they don't, and and it seems like they don't want to be around each other because they have so much resentment. 
towards each other. Well, yeah, I mean, their life has just developed to a point where they don't have an interest in each other. They don't have anything in common with each other. They don't want to be around each other. Well, it, at least at least uh, Evelyn's character feels that way. Uh, but the, the Wayman cool is definitely about, trying. Yeah, but the cool thing about this thing is that this is something that happens with a lot of couples. And it's not just Asian. It happens with a lot of couples. You could say, okay, yeah, but he was trying to just start a conversation because he can't have a conversation with his wife. It's always something he's got to have to be doing for her. Yeah, she's not she's never attention to have any yeah, kind of she's, conversation. She's never giving him. So it's it's one of those things where it's like you can relate to doesn't matter if they're Asian. You can relate to the characters because the characters are experiencing something that's that's, you know, true. You know what I mean? It's 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 real. It's it's real emotion that he's trying to portray and it's coming across. Like you feel bad for him. You're like, "Fuck, man." This guy, yeah, he's, he's probably he's probably and just he's a very portraying it in such soul. a way that you love this character. You love oh, this dude. guy. The so husband is lovable. so adorable. Yeah, he's but that's like key, man. Like that's yeah. his career. Another great casting like, decision. Yeah, man. that was, it was writing smart. or him. I loved it. Such a smart like, move. Yeah, the best acting he did in the movie though, which was all great, but his best acting was in was as the rich version of himself. Fuck yes. Dude, he wore the fuck out of that suit. Okay, so he, he did. I was um, like, man, that's a handsome fella. So he, yeah, uh, dude, he looked amazing. One, he looked amazing, but two, he fucking portrayed like he was basically saying, "I don't need you, but I want you." Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that kind of situation. So it's just so, like, fuck yeah, dude, get it, bro. When he, when he, you know, came back to acting in this, uh, in this role. Uh, I was watching an interview where he was talking about it. he'd hired a uh, an acting coach and the coach said you should characterize these three Waymans, right? Because there's regular Wayman, there's Alpha Raymond, Alpha Wayman, and then there's the Fox Wayman, the, the rich guy. Um, and I say Fox because the way the acting coach told him to characterize these characters was uh, based off an animal. Yes. So I can if, see that. If, I can if, see that. Way- Wayman as a rich man was the the I think sly. Like a sil- sly fox or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's, he's slick, like a sly, he's, he's slick just, dude. And then uh, average Wayman is every time I feel like I'm saying Raymond wrong. Wayman, um, he's he's a squirrel. And then the other one I, I forget is like a hawk or something like that. But that's how he's switching flawlessly between each of these different characters and portraying them on a dime exactly where they need to be dude and when he first switches in the uh the elevator you're like, <laughs> you're like what 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 did i miss what happened it's so dude and he mm, he puts it on perfectly Perfect. i i think that the that it's unfortunate because i'm about to say something that is probably true and i'm hope i'm wrong but I don't think that this is going to get recognized by any high end awards probably which not is a shame because Shame. Um, there, there is. This is. This is. This is magical cinema. You know, not just Maybe, in the. There's a chance. There's if, a chance. If, if, I know. Acknowledged parasite. If, I just if, don't if, see. It's not because of, it's not even so much because of the representation, dude. No. It's 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 about the type of film it is, and also too, it came out at a bad time. Like. A lot of the awards movies is all about timing. This came out, yeah. and I think they put it out when they wanted to put it out. But like, 
I, I just feel like it's going to get lost in the sauce uh, in the, at the end of the season. God, and we're I gonna, hope We're going to forget mean, that we had some amazing performances hope, in this film. Let's hope that A24 puts it in there for your consideration. I, I They probably will, but I also don't. Like, I feel like A24 is punk rock as fuck, man. They're like, it's hard yeah. to pick. Yeah, and I think they're kind of like, I don't give a shit if you give us awards or not. We're going to make good movies. Like, I really don't think they give a shit. If this, if this were if this were to go for an Oscar, the only thing it would go for it would be for best original screenplay. That's it. I think you might, if it even gets that, I think you might be right. And visual effects should be something. There's acting in there, directing. Oh, there Wait, is. No, oh, I mean, you could you could do uh, this. Could be the whole cinematography, dude. It's oh my god, fun. dude. This also too, not just cinematography. This film was so perfectly edited. Yes. That it would be a travesty if this man isn't recognized, or <laughs> fem- whoever it was, or woman. I don't even know who it was, but I need to you, look it up immediately. You, <laughs> you know, like you know that the, the editing was great, and also like we said about some of the stuff was funny. Like one of the things that I thought was hilarious is that this movie is R rated, no matter what. It's an R rated motion picture, but they still like uh, the security guard. Every time his junk was showing, they would pixel it out. Like every single time his junk yeah, show. He has a fight where he's naked and it's <laughs> yeah. and they pick they keep his, his junk pixeled and it's a very funny. It's and when then, he gets the, the butt plug. Butt plug yeah. <laughs> and we should probably talk about that now. Like the fight Let's sequences are very cool. They're clever. It's nothing crazy flashy, but it's really clever, really well shot. Uh, it's fun like sequences. Jackie Chan style, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It yes. is, but not Very quite. Slapstick, I feel like, but yeah, great. slapstick, but like good, but not overboard. Real, right. real no. like just like practical and makes sense. And um, they had it was funny. They had a scene where there was a fight with a butt plug and a dildo. So like you know, like <laughs> it, it, like it's and they use these them two as guys weapons. are fighting Michelle Yeoh with a butt plug in one of them in his butt and a trophy, and a, a trophy, dil- and a trophy shoved up the other guy's butt. <laughs> And they're fighting, and it's just flopping around behind them the whole time. She's using a dildo as a weapon, like too, is like at that time. No, there's... that was that was in the hall. But the I watched the <laughs> practice choreography of uh, Stephanie sure Shue flailing it. around dildos while she's doing the choreography. <laughs> it's hysterical. Yeah. It's like these two foot dildos that they're just flopping around and beating each other with. <laughs> this is it's it's and you now it, again if you haven't watched this film, you, you people listening are like, what the fuck no are context. these guys talking about? Right <laughs> no. You have to watch the movie because it, it it all makes sense if you watch it and yeah um, and it all makes it all makes perfect sense by the way uh that's credited to paul rogers as the editor paul what rogers does man. what does he have what does I'm he a, have uh, bro you're a g dude this guy i mean great direction great uh film but yeah fan, fantastic what other what other credits does yeah. paul roger have what, what other does he credits have? Does yeah. he have? If this is his first film, I'm going to blow my brains out. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. <laughs> because I've honestly, like, if I'm ever awarded the position to create a film, I'm calling Paul Rogers. <laughs> he's my guy. Because <laughs> he did a great job. All right. So he's got a couple things here. Um, he doesn't have 15 a 15 editor credits. Uh, let me see. Best known wow. for everything, everywhere, all at once, and the death of Dick Long. Oh, that's a that's actually a really great film. I think that's a twenty four too. I think I, it might be. I it's definitely funny. heard of it. It's supposed to be one of them. I'm, I'm it's very funny. I think it's a twenty four. That's a funny film. Yeah, the Eric Andre show. 
That makes and sense. And you cannot kill David Arquette. Oh, that's the uh, documentary about David yeah. Arquette. Yeah, David Arquette and his wrestling. Watched, of course, I watched it. It's a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> he's also directed a few music videos and some shorts. So, dude, this is a big. Oh, yeah, this is a big he, move for you. He edited. He edited. Okay, so he's like their editor. Looks like it, and he was the one who edited their "Turn Down for What" video. Oh, which I now that makes also makes a ton of sense that they made that video, dude. Yeah, that's one of their videos, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way to go, oh, dude. I, you, uh, flawless. So, <sighs> okay, so one thing I read, okay, so before we get on, before we move on to something that I read, I read in the LA Times, an article in the LA Times, they, there was a, the, 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 one of the funniest things they did in this movie was the aspect of when she fucked up the multiverse jump and ended up in a weird <laughs> transition area time. The hot dogs. Where everybody had hot dog fingers. Oh, I love that so much. That was so weird. It's it was so strange. Funny. It was it's so, so absurd. It's like, great. Apparently, too, I was looking at, um, I'm on an A24 group on Facebook. Yeah, I know, guys. Oh, <laughs> my God. You're, you're, so, you're such a and fucking it's, elitist. It's also, you have to be you have to be allowed in, too, and I got allowed in. So <laughs> oh, my I'm God. But uh, people put like they're they're he's masturbating right now. I am, I am <laughs> furiously, furiously. Um, hot the fingers, hot the fingers. Where's, where's the butt, butt plugs? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but there, you can actually buy those fingers. Like they're out to, for purchase. <laughs> oh my I gosh, they're, seriously? I think they're at the A twenty four website. Yeah, like the person had the fingers on the on oh their. Oh my gosh, put a that's hysterical. Yeah, so like I kind of want to buy a pair because they're hilarious. <laughs> No, they're hilarious, man. Like, can you imagine, like me, like next time I see you, I just smack you in the face with hot dog fingers. Yeah, they're they're great. But um, that's amazing. What I love love when she when she just the the handcuffs just fall off and she's just popping her hands around. She doesn't have hot dog fingers actually at the time. Like, oh gosh, dude, it's so good. Um, but uh, what I love, like, I I realize that I really like um comedy based multiverse stuff and i like um because i love rick and morty you know and it's a lot of like it feels like you know there's there had to be a little bit of influence for this from rick and morty and like um uh i think that there's something special when you can do multiverse stuff and it makes sense because I, you can really get lost in the sauce with multiverse stuff, like a, yeah. a lot. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of movies where I probably had a hard time dealing with that, or like shows where I had a hard time dealing with that. But when it's done on a level like this, and there's comedy and emotion and stuff like that, and um, just really all out great acting, it's it was really good. But the hot dog finger thing really just made me giggle because I'm like, it really went over the top with the mustard. And the ketchup. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're just making out with mustard hot dog thing. fingers. But they're using their feet as hands, too. Yes, which is that's so great. funny. Because that's they can't so... use their hands. Like, that is so Rick and Morty to me. Like, to the, to the it's core. It's so perfect. It's, it's so, so fucking good. It's so yeah. dude, it's like it's like it's like like everything when it comes to like Rick and Morty when they would did like the the fucking peace among worlds where the battery was inside a battery with yeah, inside like a battery they really <laughs> yeah they really like honed in on on stuff like that it made it really quirky and weird but also very um what's the word it's very digestible it's not hard to to follow and 
I and I don't know if I'm saying that as someone who's just has watched a lot of multiverse comedy or if it's like <laughs> I just feel like people would well, if you just, try and watch Interstellar. Yeah, I did get lost in that. Yeah, movie. that is you can get real lost in that, you know. And I, yeah. I I haven't watched any of the Doctor Strange, but I feel like they'd probably get lost in it because there's probably gaping plot holes like every <laughs> other Marvel movie. Oh, we can't talk about plot holes because I'll start to hate this movie because it's it's man. Don't let's not let's not go there. I still want to enjoy this. Wait, movie. you think that wait, there's wait. plot holes in this film, dude? There's certainly plot holes. Tell me, tell me one. Like, wait, I don't like, want. I don't want to pick apart. No, it's such a good no, movie. No, the whole point of this. The whole point of this is picking apart. We we, we gotta we gotta sing its praises. You can't just. We yeah, also have to. I need to, to turn a blind eye to the no, bad part. No, no, it's because Derek, that doesn't deserve I should on like every movie because they know that there's there's things about this such a good movie. I want to just love. I want to savor it. I want to know where you're. Like, what if I knew? of the gaping plot hole in Magnolia. And there isn't just, one. You know why? But if I knew one, the film if perfect. I knew one, you wouldn't want to know it. No, You'd I wouldn't want to know it. No, hell, Derek, I like to argue with you. Of course I want to know, because then I can tell you you're an idiot. <laughs> so okay, of course well, I, don't, I don't know of one in Magnolia, but there's definitely one in this one. Okay, so what's... Yeah, I, I didn't okay. notice it. That's why I want to know. Yeah. So here's the thing. If there's infinite universes and every combination exists then there's a scenario that Joe Jobu uh, Tubaki is the mom or the cop or the guy with the butt plug. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear that, but also too, you have to keep... So listen, that, that is... I guess you could call and it... So like, if she's in every universe at the same time, why isn't she piloting them all at the same time? I, I think you... I mean, listen, I think that you can call that as like a little bit of a plot hole. It's not really a plot hole to me because I think what they were doing with this film is that you are in infinite universes as yourself. Um not so much as someone else and maybe in the infinite universe that you're in as yourself you wouldn't end up being the cop with the plug with the butt plug you know i don't know it's infinite it's yeah i know there has to be something i mean that's true but then in that case you don't have a movie or you don't have anything about that's why i don't want to talk about it because i know but you listen there's times where you and i've done this before too where you have to say it's just a movie because i also have a lot of beef with things where i'm like that wouldn't happen in real life you know but when you're looking at fantasy movies like this and it and i'm giving it a pass and i don't even i don't consider it a plot hole i think it's just something that you can think about that could be a possibility it's not a hole to this plot i don't think but that's fair yeah. I need that because this movie's too good to have the problem. I don't think it's, it's a whole too flaw. It's too flawless to have a flaw. That's almost <laughs> just like I, we're overlooking information that's a possibility. But it's not a plot. It's not a hole in the plot, you know? Okay. You okay. Know? Perfect. Good. So I think you can look at it that way. But I think that you have to have – there has <laughs> they have to be bound by some sort of constraints because – you have to you have to have a plot line and if well, you yeah, i mean they're, they're also like philosoph- uh, philosophizing about this technology that we don't we don't have right god i hope not which the technology in it is hilarious because it's like two bluetooth headsets those old school motorola motorola headsets like 720 model or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i shouldn't know that model number no i know that because we worked in the same industry for a long time but yeah (laughs) i I knew exactly what it was too so so there was a there was a really good part that i i loved so you know whenever um uh alpha wayman gets trapped behind the file cabinet and evelyn needs to fight off what is her name? Deidre? 
Is that her name? Uh, the, the, uh, the IRS lady? Uh, yeah, it's Deidre. Deidre. Uh, Evelyn has to fight off Deidre, and she tries to do her first jump, and she jumps to the wrong place, right? Um, <laughs> she, <laughs> the... <laughs> Okay, she's she's she gets she fights him and all that stuff. She gets behind the file cabinet with Wayman and then runs through and they get into the stairwell and the door gets ripped off. Now, the time that the few times that she's jumping through that sequence, she's jumping to the wrong universe that she doesn't want to go to. It's the one universe that she just packed up and went home and is sitting in the car discussing divorce with her husband. She wasn't on set to record that. Oh, really? She was in front of a green screen in Paris. Oh, wow. Deidre wasn't in that scene either. That was one of the director's arms who reaches through the door and slams her head into the, 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 the pulls her out of the, out of the car. You talking about, you know what I'm talking about? Through yeah, the, yeah, through the yeah, car yeah. window. Um, that was one of the director's arms. So, there was one person in each filming of that scene, an arm, Michelle Yeoh and Key, all filmed separately. And the best part about that sequence is when Deidre's character rips the uh, door open, the car door opens the same direction. Did you catch that? The car door gets no. opened, pulling out uh, Evelyn. And as it cuts back to her and Key in the stairwell running away from evil Deidre, the door gets ripped off the hinges in the same direction at the same moment. It is a flawless. Wow. Mm, such a good shot. Movie I love, magic. Love, love that shot. Movie magic, man. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's, it's magical. And this is one of those films. That's just like, again, like I, you know, I remember the first time I saw Jurassic park and just felt magic, dude. Like I felt mm-hmm. fucking magic. And that's what I felt about this film too, dude. The first, like I'm watching, I'm like, this is like just pure, magic i love it and did you guys know they shot this in 38 days over eight weeks i did not that is fucking news to me dude impressive right i mean 25 million dollars in in eight weeks is i mean impressive expenditures but what's 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 a normal motion picture like i think it's like uh, the, I think the last average i saw is money wise it's probably higher than this now but I, i remember it was like Money is seventy five million. I think shooting time is one hundred and five days or something like that. Oh, so, you know um, who somebody that that's known for shooting like really short is fucking Clint Eastwood. Oh, does he? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah, he's like known for bringing in movies on time most of the time, and most of the time, if not early, and on budget. Like he just was like, "Uh, try this. Uh, no, try that." All right, that works. Let's go move on. That's how he is. Well, that that kind of makes sense to me for his last couple of films. <laughs> I know, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I haven't I'm... seen Cry Macho yet, but I don't know, dude. Me either. Uh, There's I, a reason why I've waited. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's just it's, he's waited not the same. Waited until dude. when? Like he's dead? not the same. That's when you yeah. watch it. <laughs> yeah, when I have all the knowledge of the universe, that's when I'll know. <laughs> There's nothing else. It's the last one I, on the shelf. I think his last great movie was Gran Torino. That movie was so good. Such a good flick. Yeah, that's a good one. I love uh, Mystic, River. Mystic River. Is the uh, maybe the last best movie that he made? Oh, oh, he directed. He directed that one, didn't he? Yeah, he directed Mystic River. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a he good also directed Gran Torino too. Yeah, he directed Gran Torino. But I'm saying I forgot he directed Mystic River. That is a good fucking movie too. Yeah, 
Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, anyway, sorry. well, enough about him. Back All to right, my bad. Back to the so thirty eight days, dude. That's that's incredible for what they did in this movie to do it in thirty eight days of shooting. That's amazing, dude. That so, is amazing. Do you guys? Uh, l- l- let me know first. Uh, but before you saw this movie, did you know of, and if so, have an opinion on the David the Daniels? I, I knew nothing of their work. I've never seen it. I I have never. I would like to see other of of their work, um, especially now after watching this, because they're definitely yeah. unique filmmakers. You know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So the other big movie they did was Swiss Army Man. I was curious if you guys had seen it. Oh my! God. <laughs> I have not seen it. I know. Of I it, love that movie, dude. I did not know that was made by Daniels. Dude, I have defended that movie to the core to a lot of people. I <laughs> didn't even know it was them. I love that movie. That makes so much sense now. I'm like, okay, okay, wow, yeah. No, a Swiss Army Man is a very tamed down version of the visuals of this one, you know? Um, is that maybe there's their style, you know? You guys got to watch that film. If you've not seen it, it's hysterical, dude. It's a I great want to movie. see it, and I've got a window coming up when I'm going to be able to just binge about 60 movies, so I'm going to probably come out uh, a little bit more pasty than this. Going you, to going episode. <laughs> you going on another paternity leave? Is Bessie pregnant again? Is that, is that what's going on here? That would not even mean the same thing. No, another child does not mean more time. <laughs> I don't know. I, you didn't know. I, don't know I, can, I can agree to that. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I, I'm a, listen, man, I'm a I'm a I'm a married man with no children. I don't know what I'm talking about. You keep Fucking that dink life, and I, I will yeah. be jealous for a little bit. Okay, I sure will. Uh, anyway, yeah, they did Swiss Army Man, so I was curious um, if you guys had an opinion on on them as directors. I, I this is the first movie of theirs that I have seen, and I want to see Swiss Army Man because it's their other big movie. But oh, so good, yeah. I, I was trying good. to. I was curious if you guys would agree. The closest movie I can I can liken this to is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, uh, practically yes, that. and then also yeah. too with like the subject matter a little bit as a well. A little bit, right? Like jumping and, and 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 the problem is that everyone I've told to go see this movie also hasn't seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. <laughs> and so I'm like, you need to watch some more movies because those are both really good. <laughs> <laughs> there's no context in in comparing this to. There's no yeah. context. Yeah, in who who brought Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind to this podcast again? Who was it? Uh, I think we'll it never was, know. It never got released. Moving that's on. True. Yeah. That sucks so bad. It was such a good episode. <laughs> it was the best episode yet, guys. Sorry, oh, people. Oh god, it was yeah. definitely a good episode. It was a very good episode. Yeah, but we can't. Maybe 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 when we when we create a Patreon, it'll work out. Make so. a B side of it. <laughs> yeah. Like we'll just put it. Out with it's like mess and no people have to figure out what we were talking about yeah. so i thought it would be cool to talk about the directors for a little bit for obvious reasons but in addition i also learned something about the way that they like to run the show um every friday during their sh- uh, whenever they're, they're shooting any any movie apparently they've done this on a number of other films every friday they give out awards to, to, to people on the cast that that you know maybe you know you'd never see an assuming person working in props or whatever that you know you'd, you'd never know even was part of the movie they give awards to whomever would you know doing their job doing well you know going above and beyond whatever and that kind of i've never heard of another director doing that i'm sure there are other directors that do things like that but the concept of like taking time expensive time when you're shooting and 
recognizing the people that are behind the camera. You know what they're doing there? And I don't think they're doing it out of, I mean, this, I mean, all your good acts are always just an extension of your selfishness. That's a real existential thing that I just said there, but, um, let's not what, debate that one. Yeah. But what, <laughs> what, what, what they're doing there is appreciating the people that they have and what you do when you do things like that for your for your crew and for your 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 um production it makes them want to work harder for you and it makes them want to continue working for you yeah um because you're creating an environment of community and that everyone here is important so to me that is amazing i love that and um if when i jump back into it i am gonna do that that's an that's, amazing, amazing thing to do. That's one of those things that, like, why you hear so many good things in regards to, like, how James Gunn does his stuff. He makes uh, a community in every project he does, and everybody loves working with him. They, I haven't heard one thing from the actors or production crew that doesn't say that James Gunn is not fucking amazing to work with. Yep, you're well, creating I, a sense of community, man. I just I thought mean, it was—I thought it was great because there's—we um, had a discussion on a few episodes ago about how uh, some, especially uh, successful directors, are where they are because they understand how to manipulate to get the act that they want, and. Here I I'm experiencing or or not experiencing I'm I'm being you know, witness to a um another I think more acceptable method of manipulation. I was about um, to say this is still manipulating your yes uh, your crew. sure yeah, sure they absolutely manipulated their actors. There's no question because of course I looked at what I just saw. Okay, right, right, and and mm-hmm. and. And I, I thought it was, uh, I don't know, it was a more welcome form of manipulation in my eyes. And, and you know, for that matter, you got guys who, um, so they're co-directors. We say the Daniels, there are two Daniel people. Right? Um, <laughs> Daniel Wong and then something Daniel. Da- Daniel, right? Daniel uh, Kwan and Daniel yeah. Scheinert. Yeah, yeah, Shiner. There you go. Um, they they go by the Daniels, and they have a, uh, I, I was watching an interview where the actors and actresses were talking about how you get directed by two different people um, who have obviously discussed and, and, you know, uh, thought out the vision for that scene and that sequence in this character. Um, But the, you know, the actor or actress would ask a question and they would look at each other, kind of defer to each other. And then like, you don't have, you don't have directors that are stepping over each other and just that harmonious, um, teamwork that they've brought and yeah. and valuing the the talent that they have i mean they turned down a marvel movie for millions millions of dollars so that they could do a production that they the way that they wanted mm-hmm. something they were passionate about with a24 a studio that would let them do it and honestly if we talk about budget budget is often a big reason why you get certain talent and if you can find another way to bond and make people want to work with you by giving them a good environment to work with, you know, reasonable, you know, expectations and, and guidance and understanding and, and appreciation for the work you're doing, you're teeing yourself up to have a great work environment where mm-hmm. even when you don't have a ton of budget, people still want to come work with you. Yep. Yeah. Now, yeah. And to kind of jump in on there to, for someone I've had experience 
in directing pieces with another person. And I've only done it a couple times. And um, one of the times was a disaster and I'll never do it again with that person. And the other time is one of my filmmaking buddies who I love. And we just have a rhythm. When you find that person that you can make movies with, and, and these guys found their person. Okay. That's for sure. There's no yeah, question. Yeah. There. Yeah. 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 We get a cool name with it now. Yeah, exactly. When you find that person that it just jibes and it makes sense. It's, it's a beautiful uh, synchronicity that you have with them. And also too, you there's different roles and different things that you can do and it works. And the way that I did it with my, with my, with my director buddy is that uh, he, he did, he took care of blocking and camera and I took care of just working with the actors and I deferred to him for a lot of stuff and he deferred to me for a lot of stuff, but you have a mutual respect and you can do that. But a lot of cases, there's a lot of cases where there's ego involved, mm-hmm. where you have a hard time working with someone else. But when you find that special, like that special, like just perfect, like harmonious moment, balance. You know, yeah. balance, it's wonderful. And these guys have it, man. They yeah. I mean, it. It, it, you know what? It reminds me. And it's funny, like you said, you, you, and because it can happen with anybody. And then like you have somebody like, let's say like, like, I know it's fucking, we, we talked a lot about Marvel this episode and stuff like that, but like the Russos, they have, they know how to handle each other, even though they're brothers and brothers can get into massive fights massive ego trips because they know how to push each other's buttons. They could do it on purpose for shits and giggles, but they know how to work within the framework of what they're trying to present. Yes, they did a few more movies and some of them are fucking fantastic. Like Captain America winter soldier, which was completely out of left field in regards to it being a spy thriller for it being fucking Marvel, but they know how to make other flakes. Like they've, come out recently with other movies and how to produce other motion pictures that are not what they've done recently in the past, but they can still work within work together as a directing and producing team. That's going to be, that's going to present material that they do well. You know, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like you had the Hughes brothers back in the nineties and they fucking fell apart. I agree. And I couldn't do it. It's, it's very tough to have co-directors. Very tough. Well, and and it's like Eric said, you have to find a person who mm-hmm. not only do you have uh, a respect for their perspective, their opinion, and what they what they see as the end target, but um, uh, a mutual respect and and balance between deferring to each other or understanding where each other is supposed to play roles, um, and and it- where you would and and for example, Michelle Yeoh was talking at one point about how each director gave them direction differently where one, uh, I think she said um, uh, Daniel Kwan would give her physical direction. You should stand like this, look like this, move like that. But the other Daniel would give her emotional direction. You should behave like this, feel like this, portray it this way that's exactly what i just said i did with my friend and that made me feel really good about myself (laughs) because he takes (laughs) he would take care of camera and blocking which is where you go where you move blocking is your move where you are and i took care of like working directly with the actors as far as emotion and what what you're trying to that's fucking awesome you know what's you know what's funny is that you don't really see too many nowadays co-directors if you do see them they're family members like we said with the russos and you have the cohen's which now they've one of them is retired. The other one's still doing his thing. If, um, if I saw this movie, I would 100%. Like, like this movie 
it, it's such a home as run a, as a clear line and that that i would not have like this is rare enough to happen at this quality let alone have it be from a, a like a, a dual director kind of duo yeah like that that i mean we're talking about like you know the the rarest of the rare scenarios like i don't know what what happened like quintuplets have quintuplets each you know or something like that some astronomical like percent right anyway so this movie um it makes me a little bit sad because i was thinking about this um i saw that i mentioned that they made 25 or they they uh produced the movie for 25 million dollars um last reporting it has made 46 million dollars now it's obviously a good number doubling your budget especially in the times of covid um, only theatrical released yep Yes. Absolutely. It was an entirely theatrically released. And uh, I would even say that it seems to be kind of a limited release. It wasn't exactly available everywhere. No. Um, and, and I think they first released it uh, at some kind of, I think it was South by Southwest uh, this year's when, it, when mm-hmm. they first released it. Um, I, I, but, go ahead. Sorry. I, I, didn't well, mean, I, but yeah. I was just going to say that if, if they only made $46 million and uh, it came out in April and it's now early May, and it's almost out of theaters. There must not be much demand. This is entirely going to fly under the radar. So, uh, yeah, but also to keep this in mind. So I was reading a little bit about it. And um, actually, I thought this was really great. Jamie Lee Curtis was talking a little shit <laughs> about, yes, about, I heard, I heard. About, about, uh, about the other multiverse movie, the stupid, uh-huh. you know, Doctor Strange. Um, and... Because it's such a limited release, it's not. It doesn't have such a widespread release that that Doctor Strange had. It's technically winning in the box office because per, I think it's per theater, they're making more money than yes. Doctor Strange is. Yes. So it's it's like the number one movie based on how many theaters it's actually in. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and and and, and to be honest, I mean, I, I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna watch probably Doctor Strange this weekend. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll let I you might. know how it goes. We'll see. I'll let you know. I got a lot of other things I need because to see. I honestly, I've honestly, because I've heard a lot of good things about Sam Raimi doing his thing. So that's what I want to see more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the only thing. That's the only draw to it for me is like I like Sam. I've Raimi's heard, though. I've heard, I've heard like them talking about how like they he really played up like the horror tip in this movie in the in Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, movie. dude. But I but anyway, supposed to be well, really. I'll, anyway. I'll wait for I'll wait for streaming. Oh, no, I mean I would wait for it, but I mean I'm gonna watch and when the internet's down it. and it happens to be downloaded to your phone. <laughs> I have absolutely zero other option but to watch Doctor Strange. And my entire other movie collection has been deleted. Or, you know, or, or you're like, you have to watch Doctor Strange on this podcast. That's the only way that it's going to happen. Yeah, go. no, but I can totally believe that being the case in regards to the ratio of cinema and revenue. Because, I mean, that's usually how a lot of movies... Uh, they realize, okay, yeah, I understand we didn't have any a lot of theaters, but how much were we making per theater? Like per showing, per screening, is this is it was it a good return? And so far it is because you've doubled your money. So mention, and, and they're in a um, small amount of theaters too. They're not in yeah. a large amount no. of theaters. They're killing no. it. No. And it'll be less next week. I mean, it'll be in less theaters next week, if at all. If at I all. Should, I, I, should, had a, um, I had a rush to go see it myself. Because I was like, oh man, I, I didn't get to go see it last week. And then I was like Oh man, we're we're talking about this movie on Wednesday. I didn't see it, and I had to go look, 
And last week I looked and they had a lot more showings. And this week they only had two at each one of the theaters that were here. And they were at all the, not all the theaters, they were at like three or four of the theaters around me. And then it went down to one, you know? So it's, it's starting to, to, to lose its, Taper but that's off. just any, that's any film. It's been out for two months. So like, that's yeah, but, pretty good. You know, well, that, that's what I wanted to mention. I should correct myself. I said early April, it came out March 25th and Shit. where we stand today, that is 45 days ago. Which is an eternity if you think about it yeah, for movies right now. hundred percent. You know? Like right now with the way the yeah. market is, I mean, this should already be on demand. That's how it is with the I cannot wait till this comes out. Too. I gotta buy Me it. Me too. Gotta but think, buy of, it. think about all the movies that are coming out. They're like they're going from theater, they're in the theater for like three weeks, and then like four days later you can stream them. So like that's what's going on. That's like the nature of the beast right now. And the fact that this made this small film made it this long and made the money that it made is great. And it's just going to fucking kill it when it goes to streaming too. It's yeah. just going to oh, be, yeah. you know, it's going to be, a, 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 this is, this film is fucking magic guys. It's <laughs> goddamn magic. Okay. And, and everyone needs God to damn see you, it. Derek. <laughs> yeah. Everyone needs to see it. Derek, you did, you picked a good one for the first time ever besides Magnolia. <laughs> because dude, and, I'll tell you what, this was this for being your pick after you picking fucking hear no evil, see no evil. I, I swear know. to God, dude, Derek. that was a rough one. bro. <laughs> I mean, everyone's a rough one for Derek. Let me but. just say that I'm going to, I'm going to end on this high. <laughs> and and my He's next pick will almost certainly be an anime. <laughs> Derek, if you pick an anime, I promise you, I'm out. You're doing that alone. You and Tomas are doing that week alone. I'm not know. doing it. I'm not doing it. Okay. See you then, folks. <laughs> it's like yes, that's all I had to do. All right, all right. So are we? Are we good to? Okay, so are we good to? Oh, well, before we do that, let me just give you. There was some. There was some trivia. We didn't even talk about the bagel. Oh, that one that that yeah, and I out. have once we get to like when we're ending, I have a final question for you guys that I would like to I mean, ask. I mean, oh. I mean, I don't want to talk about the bagel because the bagel is kind of like I don't know, dude, because that's gonna be spoilery a little bit. So we I spoil know. movies every episode. It's true. So <laughs> were the talk, rock sequence? We, we didn't even talk we, about the rock sequence. The rock sequence is so ta- amazing. If we talk about the bagel, though, I mean, we're gonna be on here for another hour at least. It's okay, but talk about the rocks. What about All the right, rocks? Let's talk. So the rock scene is weird, but it's cool because it's a fucking universe where everyone is a rock. Like life didn't exist to a certain degree where it became, they became human. Yeah, but we don't have to explain the scene. I'm Nothing talking about how beautiful it was to tell a story okay. with a rock and a scene. No, that, and I felt and, and the rock with, with googly eyes. And I felt something. <laughs> Guys, it was so cute. You felt yeah. something in your you heart did. watching you rocks. Yeah, that's magic. magic. They weren't they weren't anthropomorphized. They were they were no. totally just a rock with googly eyes stuck on it, looking over like the Grand Canyon. And then she and then Joy, the Joy Rock, fell down, and then she went after her. Beautiful. Oh, this this and they put this little stupid sequence of rocks falling down in dirt in slow motion, we and have, it was beautiful. It's so funny because this is this. If anybody listens to this episode and hasn't seen the movie, they're going to be this like, "What the, the fuck are these guys talking about?" Because <laughs> we have literally not talked about the plot line. Because it's not. No. I, I don't want to. Like I just want to talk about either. the movie. It was just. You know? It was just the, like one of the greatest scenes I remember in the movie was like how everybody in that one universe. Like has the circle on their forehead. Yeah, and, dude. And then she's wearing try- a bagel on her head. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> the 
so good. So, know what's it's... really funny about the bagel thing too? Um, when they when 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 uh they were in that the IRS building hiding behind a table and the bagels were behind them. Yes, he grabbed a bagel and he's like, "You need to eat this. Uh, this is this is great." And he even went into that thing like, "Oh God, cream cheese cream in my cheese. universe! In my universe, <laughs> they killed a half and a half. <laughs> <laughs> kill cattle. There's no no dairy. And so he like and he's drinking straight half and half. Yeah, but um." <laughs> When she when he handed her the bagel, I was like, "Oh, that's an everything bagel. That's clever." And I thought that was it. That was just like, "Oh, it's just an everything bagel." But I yes. noticed it, and then I real, and then like at the end with the whole bagel sequence and yeah. and everything bagel being a big part of this film, which for some reason we're not going into with you guys, but um, <laughs> just is awesome. This film is the, so the false ending. What did you guys think about the false ending? I love the was, false ending. So, so that was the first time I realized that there were that was the Daniels. I was like, "Who the fuck is the Daniels?" I was like, "Oh shit!" And then and then I looked into it after the fact. I was like, "Holy fuck! This is two directors. Fuck me!" It was okay. great. It was great. And, and then and then this movie for me got me going in regards to like like how are they going to end this? Like you, I didn't I didn't know how it was going to go. I was like, this it this is not following totally any fresh. of the tropes. And like we've been talking about for the last few hours, you know, it doesn't follow any of the tropes. Everything's fresh and new and original. And it was just, it was amazing. It's amazing. The, the, that's like, what I, that's what how I do you, How away. do you make a bagel evil? Like, honestly. I know. I know. <laughs> and, and that's what I walked away with this film really feeling is that this is a movie that is original. It's an original movie. The concept is not, you know, multiverse is not original, but the story is completely original. Isn't it cool how the the villain, if you really think about it, the villain is actually the obstacle, the fight to try and and you know understand the people you love most and care about them, appreciate yeah. them. Yeah, the the villain of the movie was that obstacle. Yes, sir. It yes, wasn't sir. a person or nope. a bad guy nope. or a nuclear warhead or you know whatever else. There wasn't there wasn't you know Hitler or whatever else. It was just the obstacle. And that's what draws you into this. It's all so relatable, even though I'm not, I've never jumped from universe to universe. I don't have wiener fingers, although it would be kind of cool for a little bit. <laughs> you have a you have a wiener face. You do have that. <laughs> <sighs> Moving on. Anyway, trying to have real conversation. I'm just. Did you guys love James Hong? Was he not fantastic? Yeah, he was great. He's so good. Dude, he was so, he's oh just, my god! He's like such a great guy. I don't know. I just love James Hong so much. And like, I mean, I was so happy when I because I didn't know he was in the movie, and I'm like, oh yeah, James. <laughs> James Hong at the end was so hysterical. Good. So funny. Dude. Like oh, little coffee so- makers always smoking behind yeah. him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was that great. Was- it was a great little play. And then Key, dude, I have to I know we already talked about how great he was, but he was fantastic. Yeah, he was he's, so good. He's I mean, wonderful. He, you like just him, love him. He, he, how can you not love him, dude? I mean, it's just he did a lot of different things. Like he, they they did like a throwback to Indiana Jones when he was talking to Evelyn. He's like, snap out of it. And just, yeah. he sounded exactly like he sounded when he was 12 years old, which was yep. great. It makes I me mean, want to go watch Indiana Jones. I'm probably going to watch, watch tonight, Temple guys. of Doom. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to watch Temple of Doom. Not a bad movie. It's a great you movie. You call him Dr. Jones, dog. You call him Dr. Jones, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones. Indy, Indy. Do you like, oh, do you like Temple of Doom more than uh, Raiders of the Lost, Lost Ark? Ark? I do. Yeah. 
I do. Honestly, I'm one of those guys. I'm I like Lost Ark yeah. a lot, but I mean, Raiders, but Temple of Doom is just, it, it hits so much good things for me. And honestly, yeah. it's, I was reading an article today, guys, it's such a stupid tangent, but I was reading an article the other day, like how, how Temple of Doom is a somewhat of a perfect movie because it's PG, but it really shouldn't be. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like in today's standards, that movie would be a PG 13 possibly low-end R movie based on what's happening in the motion picture. Yeah, I mean, Indiana Jones shoots some guy... Yeah, he shoots some guy directly in the chest, too. Dude, a heart gets ripped from someone's chest. chest. I know. Like, I mean... You don't need to say anything else. That's it. (laughs) Like, I mean, it was just... there's, There's, like... There's, like, skin... Like, dead, dried skin, like, children hanging on walls. Yeah. You know, it's just... I mean, the movie should not be PG. It is. I mean, it is not a PG motion picture. All right, but all right. it's the Great fucking eighties. It's the fucking eighties, though, dude. I'm gonna tell you, Temple of Doom. I do agree, is the better film. However, if not I as only good as got Last to Crusade, watch, though. if I only got to watch, oh, these are Beth. Both better than Last Crusade. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, I'm sorry. I think Last Crusade is really good. I'm sorry. I think it's the best one. Yeah, I I, I actually think I agree with him with that. Mm. Temple of Doom is Temple the of Doom best. is okay, but here's 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 Last Crusade <laughs> and Temple of Doom is like right. Yeah, there. it's right there. And it's then right like there. Raiders of the Lost Ark is like over here. And then Crystal Skull? Oh, Chris no, that's on the floor, dude. It's the worst. That's in hell. That's burning in hell right now. I know, I know. We don't talk about Crystal Stone anymore. That's, no, that was a bad no, movie. But, yeah, no, but Temple of Doom and Last Crusade are just fantastic, dude. But Last Crusade is a better motion picture. I but think Temple of Doom movie. is fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, so. But you're, splitting, you're splitting hairs, though. You're splitting hairs. Agreed. <laughs> but I think we can all just admit. This is the best movie we've seen in a while. This is the best movie we've seen since Dune. This is the best movie that I've seen in years. Not I, really. I would say that Dune, Dune is, is amazing. fantastic, but yeah. this is this far is a above. better movie. Okay, I, Dune yeah, is I'm amazing. Go, I'm going to go ahead and go give you guys a rating. I'm well, just can I say, ask my question first? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I have one final question for you guys, and I'd like to know each one of your perspective. What do you think this film is about? I think it's about, I think, all in all, I think it's about the overwhelming differences culturally between a parent and a child that even... Even in in essence, even if you are you've born and raised in the states, like right now, like I don't understand half the shit on my daughter, and she's twelve fucking years old. Like, and I've lived here my entire life. I'm born and raised in the states, and I don't understand. My God, my cat, sorry, and I don't understand half the shit she's telling me, and and culturally we are not on the same page to a certain degree. And I think what it is is that it's. Finding it's a movie about finding a way to, I guess you could say, like reach your family or be able to connect with your family, even though you may not have that cultural connection, you have that familial connection, and it's just getting to the point where you know that you both see eye to eye on it. I think that's what it does to me. Okay, I like it, Derek. I think this is uh, this movie to me is about. Um, finding a way to uh, focus on the now and valuing what you have when you have it. 
like your children and your husband and where you are and all the failures that you've had that led you to that point to understand that where you are now and what you have now is worth something. Oh, that's a good one too. That's Jeez, a good one I too. I just want to call you an idiot, but it's I can't. That's a good. That's <laughs> a good you? one, dude. That's a good one, dude. Um, I think I have, of course, you, you'll have my like artsy fartsy way that I think about things. <laughs> I'll be back in like five minutes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think this film is an allegory about joy, not just the character joy, but actual joy and um, the word joy and uh, how it can encompass everything and how. Uh, life can be that dark bagel, you know, that uh, can can get in the way. And life could be in that dark bagel could be your mother, your father, it could be uh, your your sister, your brother. It could be your job, whatever it is. But I think ultimately, what it comes down to is that joy cannot be encompassed. Uh, it cannot be. Uh, it's like the sun. It can't be. They can't be turned off. And even if you try to cover the sun, there's always going to be leaking uh, bits of light that, that, that shine through. And that is that, that is what is joy and um, joy. They, I think it's an al- like, to me, it was just an allegory about um, nothing can, can defeat what joy is. And they used it in the sense of a family here and uh, dealing with the darkness, which we could be that dark bagel, that dark, everything bagel, uh, which could with be taxes, you know, or divorce, or taxes, your, your, your lack of bonding with your children, but even still there's love and joy in the middle of all that. And yeah. nothing can take that out. So that to me is what this film is about. I, I, of course, I, there's I, always I, something I, that we could say just about like, not feeding into your regret and understanding that your choices were made for a reason and living where you are and not where you wanted to be and blah, blah, blah. There's a lot, there's a million and one different. Oh, and there's no right this. way. I think, I think that's the beautiful thing about this movie is that I really, well, yours love... was wrong, but everybody else's is probably. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> I was about to say, I really loved your perspectives, but I love Tomas's. <laughs> So, so uh, before we move on to the ratings, I want to give you guys some information real quick. So this movie has weird titles in other markets. Ooh, so, tell me. So uh, yeah, this is good stuff. I'd love to hear this. <laughs> so I can't. I don't know how to say the actual words, but I'm going to give you some of the market titles. So it's it's been it's in very of course because of its because of the cast. There's it's in a lot of Chinese or Asian speaking markets. So some of the titles. So in mainland China. The title translates as "In an instant, the entire universe." In oh. Hong Kong, in Hong Kong, the title translates as "Mystical Woman Warrior Saves the Universe." <laughs> in Taiwan, wow. the title it is actually, the title is actually a play on words and can be translated as either "Mom's Multiple Universes" or "So Fucking Many Universes." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i would love it I if that movie was made. i feel it. like if they named the movie exit so many fucking universes it would make perfect sense yes, yes. like i mean it's great oh my god but anyways all right so let's go i mean there's so I mean, this movie we could go on and on about it i think we need to just kind of chill right now i mean we can i mean we could talk about everything from this might be the first six hour episode raccoon tooie to fucking oh my god, god. Even talk about the raccoon. Dude, I was crying in the theater the, when I saw the, that. 
or the BDSM manager. I mean, we, there's so yes, much to dude. do. In oh movie. gosh, but Raccoon Tui to me is just like I was literally hysterically crying in laughter when they pulled that hat off that that hibachi chef's head. And it's a raccoon on his head. So no, it was good, weird. Dude. It was weird because I when they first show him, they see oh. the tail. And I'm like, um, they see the tail, and I'm like, oh, is the guy like wearing a coonskin hat? Like, I mean, is he just under his hat? I mean, all right, I guess what I thought. In my head, in my head, in my head, I thought to myself, oh, that chef likes to wear a coonskin hat under his chef's toque. Oh well, you know, that's what I thought to myself. I didn't know it was raccoon cooey. I was like, oh my god, dude, it's so good. It's so stupidly good, and like, it's just such a molt- good. That's another like great multiverse reference like a rick and morty sort of thing yes. too. oh gosh so funny so oh my god um you guys ready for this go ahead the uh person credited as the district manager who you so lovingly called the bdsm manager yes is one of the daniels oh it oh, is he played the role i love it <laughs> That's great. Oh, that's he awesome. the most demoralizing role. He's like, I'll take this one. I'll take this I one for the it. team. Don't worry about it. I got I this. Got you. I'm a team player here. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so great. Isn't that great? Right? That is great. That's great. I oh my God. Good lord. That's amazing. All right. Great movie, All right. guys. Great movie. All right, go to ratings. All right, so let's let's go to ratings. Um, Derek, since it's your movie, you go off first, bro. Ooh, really? All right. Uh, well, I'm sure you guys saw this coming. I'm going to just tell you that uh, you don't get to be mad at me. How uh, well, well this movie was made and uh, as to its its uh, educational value. Uh, out of five, I gave it a 4.8. Oh, nice. Um, no shocker. Nearly a flawless score. There was There is only one cut that i noticed that i that had a flaw and i don't care to point it out because again this movie is too perfect so how many how many times did you watch this movie i saw it once like jesus so i went to the theater i think three times yeah three times wow wow and the first one was in imax so it was totally worth it um but and that was fantastic but uh, oh by the way betsy loved this movie she was crying the whole time which apparently she's cries during movies now i don't know well, i mean she <laughs> has a kid you know it's I, I hormonal it. dude yeah she's got a kid whatever whatever she, she's she can also just do her thing i don't care she's also just like a good person you know yeah which i don't understand why, she why she's with me with you yeah but like, attract apparently how yeah. well i enjoyed the <laughs> film out of five i gave it a 4.7 so you have a 9.6. Wow. A 9.5. 9.5. That's um, a good score. Yeah. I'm not certain, but I believe this might be the highest rated film I've, I've ever think watched. It, I, th- I think it beat out Dune. Uh, Dune, Dune was, I don't have Dune's score. And Dune, I, I don't mean to stress this. Dune is a fantastic movie. It should yes. be watched. It is a fantastic movie. But just watch this one first. And then immediately turn around and watch Dune. And you'll you'll be fine, right? But yeah. You need to see this just slightly. Amazing, more. amazing. Um, I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a nine point eight, dude. I mean, it was just it gave me every, gave me all the necessary feels and the the, the emotions that I would see in a movie. But it was just like I just I felt like a kid, man. It just it gave me everything in it, and I and I guess it didn't hurt having Jonathan. 
<laughs> to get Kihui Kwan there. Sorry, women Wang, the Kihui Kwan just there, dude. It was just, it was amazing, dude. I'm gonna stick with that one for a while, bro. For a while. It's a good rating. Uh, Derek, did you say something? I think you're muted. Eric, disappoint me, please. You probably are going to be a little disappointed, guys, because I didn't give it quite the score that you gave. But I really think it's a great film. This film's awesome, well made, well acted. Um, I gave it a 7.2. The reason why I gave it a 7.2 is because fuck Derek. That's why. (sighs) And you ruined this for them. No, I'm just kidding. This is not a 7.2. This film is a. I I really thought it was funny, Derek, because I also gave it a 9.5. It's a. It's this is a. Yes, you did. Yeah, this is a film that everyone should see. Um, it's very close to perfect. Um, not the best film I've ever seen, but it's up there. It's up there. It's getting close. You know, this is one of those movies like Tomas that I walked away just feeling movie magic and saying, you know, thank God that there's still people that are that are out there that are creative, making amazing cinema, and turn down uh, Marvel movies. So kudos and hats off to you guys, uh, Daniels. Big I, fan. Just, I just hope that they get. I for hope real. they get recognized. For I real. hope they get the the acclaim that they deserve for this this work is is it is a fantastic fantastic film outstanding uh, work yeah. man i just i really hope they get to keep doing this i hope a24 keeps being successful with what they're doing oh no really? they keep, yeah we've, we've yeah. begun this and and i'm not even upset if we just go down this rabbit hole of only watching a24 films because every one of them is just so fucking good yeah. i'm enjoying it's, myself it's, thoroughly yeah, and they're going to continue making movies, and they'll probably yeah. continue making movies for A24 because this is a huge return for A24. So they'll they'll keep making movies, dude. Yeah, the, this the, the, I mean, this kind of this movie basically has is essentially going to finance for them another two movies at least. Yep, I I think so. So I mean, it's it's made enough where they can like, okay, we can do we can do another one of your projects, Daniels, and let's do something else for someone else. You know what I mean? Like this gives yeah. an opportunity for directors like Alex Garland, who is a noted, you know, director. Like it's not like he's some run of the mill idiot. He's an actual like noted director. Um, he's won awards, not just then in Oscars, but he's won awards, you know, for directing and for writing. Cause that's what he was primarily before. He was a screenplay writer before. And it'll give probably some of these larger directors a canvas to be able to work in lower budget films, but be able to give original stories. So it's and just do what they want to do too. Exactly. So it's, it's creative freedom. That's like, yeah. that's, that's what can really set a 24 aside. And if they stick to that model, they're going to just mm-hmm. be successful forever. They just yeah. can't pull a Miramax though. You know, that's oh, what I, that's the only thing I hope they don't do, you know? Yeah. Let's just so. hope they don't get that. They get sold that they, you know, Disney buys them too, um, too big for anyways. their bridges. Yep. <laughs> All right, so let's just remember ratings. who brought this movie. Good job, Daniels. All right, okay. so um... <laughs> Daniels, Daniels brought us this movie. Thank you, Daniels, for being uh, thank, you. thank you for no, being that, What's your fucking top no, shelf, you dickhole? Thank you, Derek. No, for real, Derek. I appreciate you bringing this movie forward. Derek, I want to okay, see go, it. Great but... job, Derek. You picked a good yeah, we go movie ahead. for once. Okay? I, do you want me to jerk you off, Derek? I will jerk yeah, Derek, you off. You want, I don't you want need to... the praise now. I <laughs> need the to... pass later, okay? Do you want me to send you an Amazon gift card, Derek, because you did a good job, buddy? <laughs> huh? What the fuck is your top shelf, dickhole? <laughs> Said. Uh, I think I'm gonna order you a pizza party. I'm Chuck gonna order Cheese. you a pair of wiener finger gloves. That's <laughs> what I'm gonna do. Stop me back later. 
Everyone make Derek a fucking cookie, okay? <laughs> he picked a good movie for the first time in his fucking whole life. Oh, he's still bad. He's still oh, bad. I'm glad so you bad. took I'm another sip of other that. beverages. You, des- you is- deserve to take another sip out, out of that after your it last was a punishment. <laughs> it was a punishment. No, right. Derek, this is t- well, Derek says it's your movie. Why don't you go give us your top shelf first there, fucker? <laughs> oh, you want mine? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me guess, Derek. Anime. Uh, <laughs> listen here, dude. Um, you know what? I'm gonna pick, and I I'm I'm not even sorry. I'm picking it. Kendrick yeah, you Lamar never, just never dropped uh, his his from the heart part five. Um, please don't just go and listen to it. Go and watch the music video. People have done essays on youtube and they you know dissect it and all the meaning behind those lyrics go and watch it go and absorb the perfection that is that song it is Mm. fantastic again as eric said earlier uh he said this earlier this week to us as well as earlier on the podcast we are blessed to live in a Mm -hmm. time where films like this and artists like this are uh, able to to thrive and express and grow and watch them do their work man the daniels mm. are fantastic but my top shelf is and i'm and i cannot I, i'm gonna blatantly say this i like kendrick kendrick, kendrick lamar casually i don't know his whole catalog i'm not mm. i don't follow him close enough it's amazing. I still All i the still songs. listen to this song and Damn, Damn, it okay. is so good. I'm so happy that you like it, and that's the first top shelf that I've ever respected that you picked. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, dude, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're yeah. not listening to his music. Because, For like, real. just go find any of his albums and just listen to it front to back. The man is a genius. He has blown me away. He is a brilliant writer. Uh, the dude won a Pulitzer Prize for fucking uh, poetry for his rap. I need you, know? you. I need you to stop, Eric, because here's the thing. Oh God, <laughs> I I I believe you, but and and I and I I believe you about Kendrick Lamar, and I believe that you are correct. I I I've already observed the little bit of his catalog that I have sampled and the stuff that I have sat down to listen to. I I believe you. You're you're dead on. It hurts to to it lessens the reality of that. Whenever I also know that you think that about Kanye. Oh. No, 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 no. I don't like Kanye. I no, think that no, he's no, got no, some good no. stuff anymore. But no, 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 no. It's no. hard. It's like it's like when you watch the crazy person, and they're like, they're like, I'm a crazy person. You're like, yeah, you're right. And then they're like, the sky's green, and you're like, nope, wrong again. Can't listen, trust anything you said. Listen, 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 Linda, listen. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of different types of geniuses out there. <laughs> Let's start off with that. Okay. Okay. We're backpedaling. Not putting, we're listen, no, no, no. backpedaling. Not putting, listen, I, I think Kanye is a, is a musical genius. I do not think he is a lyricist. I do not think his lyrics are anywhere on the same wavelength or as even Kendrick. in the same universe as Kendrick Lamar. But Kanye is a producer and a producer of beats and tracks is a full-blown genius okay and there's nothing the gap we're talking about the gap we're talking about between kendrick and kanye is large 
if is the same large. gap between this movie, everything, everywhere, all at once, and in the army now. No, it's no, that that's gap. Wrong. No, that's wrong. You're dead wrong. You're dead wrong about it's that. It's that big, dude. No, no, no. The gap between Kendrick and, and Kanye is like the gap between this movie and what's a movie that kind of sucked that we that wasn't terrible that we watched. Though. Collateral Beauty. Yeah, I wouldn't even say that big of a gap, but like closer to that. Closer to that. Not that big of a gap. We're closer to that. Look at him. Look you at know? Him. <laughs> and the funny part is, is that, Derek, you picked that fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. Those you picked fucking... In the Army Now. Those you are his the choices. worst movies except for this one. It's not. That's not the point. The point is that we always go back to it. I know Collateral Beauty comes up a lot. Yeah. You know what's the best part about this is that and I, this is why I love Derek because he brings those kinds of movies. That's the kind of game you bring, bro. You, bring you guys the, don't see you, this when you're listening you, to the podcast. I'm flopping around in my chair as they yeah. bring this shit up. You know, you know, there's A game and there's B game, but there's Derek C game that really works, dude. Sometimes you know, he's got a D game, dude. He's it's a the solid bench game. That's the bench. And the bench sometimes, is back there. Sometimes yeah, Derek is all about that D. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he is all about that D, bro. He is all about that D. He's not even riding the bench, bro. You're not even on the bench. You're not. You're. you're you're not even the team manager, dude. You're not even handing out towels, dude. You're just a fan. He's just not, a fan. Whoa, 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 water boy. Yeah, yeah, dude. You're like, dude, you just, yeah. yeah. I'd say, you no, know, I figured out the gap. Okay. The gap is like between the gap of Kanye and, and Kendrick is like the gap between this movie and uh, that movie with the guy that had the spine. Uh, put like the robot spine. What was oh, that? Movie? Upgrade, 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 upgrade. It, that's that's like the gap. I do not put them on the same level at all. K- Kendrick is is to me, and this is a controversial statement to some people. He is the best the best rapper that's alive right now. That's a very hot takey. He is the best rapper alive right now, and I think in my heart he's the best rapper I've ever heard. He blows his whole. You gotta listen to this shit, dude. Yeah, He's amazing. it's amazing. Unbelievable. You know, you know, you know who comes. I don't, I'm not saying super close, but comes somewhat closer. J. Cole. No, because he's amazing too. But anyway, no, no. I was <laughs> saying like is, I was saying like great. Lil Baby. Sometimes, sometimes Lil Baby comes out with something. You're like, fuck. I don't really. Wow. I'm not a big fan. Not a huge fan. I'm gonna be honest. I mean, I mean, but I mean, I I listen to some stuff like he has a song on uh, Scary Hours too with Drake called Wants and Needs. Have you heard it? So no sir. So okay. So it is an amazing track in the sense of not with Drake. Drake's a piece of shit, but it's it's whatever. He's whatever. <laughs> but little baby's portion. Poor of guy. Song, hey, little ba- making, I mean, I, I don't give. He's fine. He's okay. He's do. He's doing that young money shit. But anyways, but look, little little baby's portion of the song is so amazing in that it's like. You can tell the breath control that he has in his rap. And he does this long diatribe on the song in, in, in his thing. And he does not drop the N-word once. I mean, we're talking like two and a half minutes straight, nonstop rap. And does not drop the N-word once. Where Drake, 10 seconds into his rap, he's dropping it. And Lil Baby goes through this whole thing. And it's just like wild. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I can deal with it. Like, I don't, I don't, I mean, it's part of the culture, so they can, they can use I it. it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I don't like the gratuitous use of it. Yes. And if it's, if it's placed and it makes sense, which I think Kendrick does an amazing job of placing his N words. Flawlessly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, no, no, for sure. Uh, 
Um, so because of that, like, I don't, I, you know, it's, it is, but, what it, but, it, it listen, is what but it is. listen to the track. The track is a good track. What's, you're like gonna it. have to text it to me so I can, I'll text I'll it to you. I'll text it to you. I'll text it to you. But yeah, so that's, that's, that's a, that's a good choice, bro. That's yeah, a really that, good, I love that's, that's, that's your, strong. You came, you came, you came strong. And for the first time, Derek, you came correct today. Okay. You brought a good movie. You brought a good top shelf. You're, you're doing very well today. It would be nice if you continue this trend. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to hold my breath, but I am looking forward to you perhaps continuing this trend. We'll see what happens, buddy. Proud of you. Proud of you, buddy. Proud of you. Look at him. He's growing up. Look at that smile. Look at, his, look at that. Look his at that smug face. I feel so accepted. <laughs> look at that smile on that smug, uh, arrogant. But no. Piece but of like, shit face. like, like, uh, like, like. I know that during this conversation when we were talking about Kendrick earlier in the week, like for me, it's like pimp a butterfly, and for Eric. Is good, good kid, kid mad city. Uh, Pimp a butterfly and, is amazing to me. Still, so those two are like you're splitting hairs. Splitting hairs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Again, it's like really close. Those albums are, are are amazing. And damn is a fucking amazing album. Oh my god! Like damn is know, out like, of control. And I'm so looking forward to Friday, guys. It drops. The new album drops on the 13th. I am so psyched. And there's rumors that it's a double album, which would be even better. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens here. I have not been more excited about music dropping. Um, since Damn came out, I was so psyched about Damn, and now I'm super psyched about this one, guys. Dude, yeah, Kendrick for Lamar forever. Okay, forever, I love dude. him. Good job, Derek. Love you, buddy. Yeah. All right, so Eric, Say what about back. you, dude? What's Say your top shelf? Say it. I won't continue talking. To <laughs> it back. I love you too. Thank you. Okay, I can I can tell you my top shelf. <laughs> um, oh God. <laughs> So um, I was gonna, I was gonna say my top shelf was gonna be Kendrick Lamar's album that's coming out on Friday, but I haven't heard it yet, so it's probably not right to do that. Although, um, I mean, if you're looking to bet on a sure horse, it's probably gonna be my top shelf next week, next time we talk. So just letting you know, <laughs> but uh, it'd be, it'd be, stay tuned. But um, uh, my top shelf is actually I just started watching, um, and I'm a little behind on the game, and a lot of people have told me to watch this, and I never got to it, and I just. I had to go to Jersey this weekend, so I started watching it on the plane, and I really dig it. Is uh, the show Ozark? Uh, I'm a big fan. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Jason Bateman a lot, and uh, <laughs> I listen to his podcast, which is called Smartless. It's amazing, yeah, it's amazing, so it's good. Great. I listened to the Paul Thomas Anderson episode. He's a huge Paul Thomas Anderson fan. He's like, it's <laughs> pretty much the me of famous people with Paul Thomas Anderson. He talks about Paul Thomas Anderson in almost every episode of that podcast too. So he's like the me of that um but famous uh so um yeah ozark is great like i'm only about six episodes into the first season but i'm really digging it it's good stuff guys that's my that's my top shelf all right so my acceptable top, my top say? shelf acceptable. What did you say? oh thanks buddy. thanks <laughs> oh thank i can sleep now thank you derek <laughs> so my top shelf is uh is actually it's a documentary uh it's another Ooh. documentary my, true my crime, guy. like always, true crime documentary as always, is uh one that came out on Netflix. Uh, I think it was about a month or so ago. It was called. It's called the Tinder Swindler. <laughs> of course, I watched oh, it. God. <laughs> oh my god! Of course, I've seen it. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! Like it, I've seen some crazy shit in my day, but that fucking documentary was unfucking believable, dude. So, like, I, the, what I liked about this documentary is that it, um, the interesting about it is, like, a lot of times when you see t- uh, swindlers like that or any type of scammers, internet, whatever it mm-hmm. may be, um, you always are like, oh, man, you're kind of victim blame a little bit because you're like, man, you're an idiot that you fell for How that. How could you fucking fall for yeah. that shit? 
But this one is a little bit different because this man was present in front of them. This yes. was like a true, legit con artist scammer that yeah. was just taking millions of dollars from women, but and, acting and, as if he's in a relationship with them. You know, ugh. and 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 for okay, for a perfect example is that he would be swindling a woman acting like their boyfriend. And at the same time, he's literally destroying the relationship of another woman by taking her money, saying that he's been, he's been in a fight and he uses the same photos, same discussion. And then he goes, once that relationship's done, he knows he needs to move on to the next one and then destroy the one he was keeping. It was like, it's a constant shift of character to character, to girlfriend, to girlfriend. Oh man. Unbelievable, dude. Yeah, crazy, crazy, Doc. Derek, you should check it out. For real, dude. The Tinder Swindler. Yo, it's worth it, Derek. It's worth it. Did you did you end up, Eric, did you end up watching Operation Odessa like I told oh, you? Oh, I did. I did. I did. So I watched <laughs> it that night. Dude, what a wild ride, huh? What a funny motley crew of, like, Russian dudes. Yeah. Like, it was, like, a hilarious documentary. I'm really glad you suggested that to me. I was uh, actually, you know what? Actually, that's what I wanted to, damn it. That's what I originally was going to do with my top shelf. And I, I set you up after, I, you know, there'll be another it, top shelf, right? I know, but after I watched it this week, I'm like, oh, I'm going to make this my top shelf, and I forgot. <laughs> Damn it! No, it's it was all good. good. Yeah, it was good all good. Stuff. Operation Odessa, you can watch it. That's that's Eric's honorable mention. Yeah, today. that'll be my honorable mention. Operation Odessa, which was <laughs> kindly suggested to me by Tomas because he knows I love documentaries, and like the same night he suggested to me, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch that immediately. And then you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> But the, these the whole, dudes got a fucking, they got a they got a submarine. They're like fucking <laughs> mob Russian mobsters that got a fucking war submarine from Russia <laughs> to sell to the Colombian cartel. So funny! <laughs> so they could so smuggle weird. drugs. It's ridiculous. It's so, it's so ridiculous. It's so weird. And the guy who and the funniest part is the go between is a strip club owner in Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fucking go between. Like the dudes in the documentary are so like nonchalant about. It. Yeah, we did this, you know. <laughs> this happened. Like it's all right. And they're like funny, nice guys, but they're really like super dangerous dudes. <laughs> it's such a weird movie. Oh my god! All right, so now that we did the ratings and now that we've done our top shelf, I'm gonna go ahead and choose a motion picture because I think it's my turn, right? It's my turn. It is. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so. As always, I like to bring a little bit more levity the situation over here. And I want to watch, I want to talk about a movie that's near and dear to my heart. And it's a movie that I I have seen it probably 40, 50 times. It's a movie that I like when I'm in and bored and I feel like, what can I watch? Fuck it, I'll watch this movie. And I'll sit and I'll fucking, I have the digital, I'll watch it. I've seen it. 40, 50 times. I know every aspect of the motion picture, and I want to deep dive with it. And Eric, this is going to be something that's, that, that Reba's going to enjoy that we're going to watch because she. I know she does like the movie. I think Sex in the City, part one? No, no, no. <laughs> unfortunately Because that would be. She'd no, love it, yeah. We are going to watch the, the movie that came out in the summer of 2001 known as a Knight's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. She's going to love that. She's going to oh, love that so much. Man. Yeah. 
I have been wanting to do this episode for a long time. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. Because before it was like, oh, we did the alphabetical thing. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. We're just going by the seat of our pants now. Yeah, man. Shit. Let's roll with it. I think that's the way to do it. But like, (laughs) did I, and I I think, did did I tell you the Reba story about the Knight's Tale? No, no. Let's hold it for that. Maybe you did in the past, but. Well, it's not that, it's not that long or that intense. So I could tell you now real quick. Just It's like, so, um, uh, she loves that movie a lot. Okay, big fan of A Knight's Tale. And she saw it a couple times in the theater when it first came out. And she said she went out on a date with this dude that she had no desire to hang out with or go on the date with. But she only went because she wa- he wanted to take her to go see A Knight's Tale for the third time. She wanted to see, <laughs> yeah, wanted to see it again. So she's like, yeah, I'm going to go on this date just so I can watch this movie for free with this dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's how that's much hysterical. she loves this movie that's how much she loves this movie and um i'm gonna have to watch it all the way through for the first time so this will be interesting and i'll, you, I'll have you it, seen it all the way through are you serious oh my god on, dude man. i know it's every, a good movie. I, my god this movie's so dude, good i, I was like in that. 2001 i was such a well i mean kind of, you're gonna think i still am but i was such a film elitist that i wouldn't watch like anything uh... that i thought was cheesy shit but now I, that changed when I got humbled in film school. I watch anything now. Yeah. But I still will make fun of it. <laughs> yeah, watch anything in my ass. Oh, anything. my God. <laughs> I've watched the things you suggest to me. It just takes me a while because they're bad. <laughs> Sorry. A Night's Tale. You can watch it on Hulu, folks. I mean, you can watch it. Yeah, Hulu. I mean, rent it. It's fucking buy it, dude. That's what I say. Fucking buy that flick. All right. So, um, and it's one of those movies you can get in like the $5 bin. It's been out long enough. Yeah, dude, you can buy it for real cheap. Not that it's a bad movie. Just the, so that like the quotes for the movie, there wasn't that many, there was, there was a lot, but I mean, they didn't have that many available that I thought was actually going to work. But one of them that I thought was really cool was one from Wayman Wang, where he said like, so even though you have broken my heart yet again, I wanted to say in another life, I would have really just liked doing laundry and taxes with you. Dude, what so about what about deep. what about the line when uh which uh, one? When 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 uh I, I saw my life without you, it was beautiful. I know. That's yeah. so sad. That's I was like, oh hey, I wish you could have seen it. It was beautiful. Oh, Jesus I was like, Christ. Oh man. I was like, you're such a bitch. <laughs> yeah, that was like I was like so hard. Well, you get you him. get why she's saying yeah. it, but still yeah. you love Waymond and he's such yeah. a good guy. Yep. Oh uh, dude, it moved this this movie takes you in so many places. But anyways, all right everybody, we're gonna take it from here. We're gonna shut it down. Um if you uh if you wanna reach out to us, we're a movies rock podcast, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>